Yay, me and Jim are always so happy when we actually get to play. And, you know, the last couple of weeks, Jim, you know, we've had some amazing guests. I was looking at who we had come on, you know, recently, whether it was Connor Self, BC Helms, Aaron Paulier, Eric Campbell, Chris Birch, Al Spader. We've had quite the run over the last few weeks. But, you know, I always feel bad for you, Jim, because, you know, you spend all this time on the game and you rarely get to play it. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i tell you this this whole year i mean actually it's been the last uh so so december uh, november december january have been really crazy challenging for me not not so much from modiphius but just like life and uh and and day job and and just things going on that have been really super challenging and then you know i've been working my my butt off with the uh, with uh, star trek adventure stuff which is great because I, I love to have that release i love to have that pressure valve to do something cool and fun but i still don't get as much time to play the game as i want to so like i saw this i saw our session tonight on the schedule and i was like oh i can't wait i can't wait i can't wait because it's like actually focused dedicated time that i block off to do an episode of uh you know continuing conversations but not only that but we actually get to play so i'm super i'm super amped um like yeah i'd be excited anyway but uh um, I'm just excited because like I know you and I've got this, some cool stuff going on here and I'm mm-hmm. enjoying the story of the uh, of the Saratoga That's and right. uh, and my captain and your XO. So I am uh, I'm excited to continue this story here. Let's do it. All right. Before we jump in, let's make some introductions. I'm Michael Dismuke. Oh, yeah. I am. <laughs> this conversation never ends, but you know, I got to remember that people might be tuning in for the first time. Um, I'm Michael Dismuke. I am a freelance writer for Star Trek Adventures RPG. In addition to being the lead writer on Captain's Log, which we're playing tonight. I'm also one of the many bloggers on Continuing Missions, which proudly claims ourselves as being the number one fan site for Star Trek Adventures and Captain's Log. We have such a good loyal following there plus a lot of fans who post stuff so we love them all and of course this show could not happen without jim johnson hey everybody jim johnson i am the project manager and line editor for the star trek adventures rpg and the captain's log solo rpg both published by modifius entertainment and uh i am super excited to be playing this game tonight with michael uh one thing i want to say though i mean we are recording this at the end of january this will be released sometime february february 16th yeah February 16th. I, I should let everybody know we discovered a very minor error <laughs> in the uh, in the Modiphius website the other day. Um, apparently, the uh, the reprints of Captain's Log, the uh, the original series, Next Gen, and DS9 books were all reprinted, of course, over the over the holidays, and and the shipping happened over the holidays. Uh, they they are actually in the uh, in distribution now, so they are available at the warehouses in both the UK and the US. However, we discovered that the websites were reflecting um uh, coming soon and uh, and stock coming soon that kind of thing so we've updated the websites the stock is out there if you've been patiently or impatiently waiting for the books to get back in stock they're available now so go grab them of course the pdf has been available uh, for the whole time but if you're anxious for a hardcover copy and why wouldn't you be because it's a beautiful piece of work um go get yourself a copy uh the discovery book is the one we did not reprint and i think if uh if we're able to get another reprint going here in the next few months i think we'll definitely try to add some discovery copies to that reprint uh mostly because i know that there's been some some gentle fan demand for that um and plus it's a beautiful cover i I think that's actually my favorite 
of the four although that original series one with the with the the moray yeah <laughs> sorry the moray got me yes nine but man <laughs> That, that that original series one just draws me in every time I look at it. It's like, woo, uh, hypnotizing it is. Yeah. So so speaking of which, of course, tonight we're going to continue the adventures of the USS Saratoga. If you all want to know what the adventures have happened so far, go to continuing mission and type in Saratoga into the search bar and you will see our other uh, episodes with it. We are now officially on episode three of the USS Saratoga, which is a Picard era uh, starship, a Reliant class starship um, with the Captain Jinnamot, who is an ANR um, and uh, the EXO first officer, Fofim, a female Talaxian. Yes, a Talaxian. That's okay, because this is uh, uh, Picard era, and they've made it th- this way from the Delta Quadrant. Um, and we've had some exciting adventures so far, right, Jim? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, I, it, that's just it. No, we've done three episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was the... The second one that was really crazy because that was the one where um, um, Anar, uh, they got to go watch it. They got to go watch it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no, they, no it's, no it's already there. We don't it's need been, to it's resummarize been a fun ride so far. So exactly. we're, I, I don't know how long we're going to keep doing this, but uh, there's a reason to stop. So exactly, uh, there's no reason to stop. So I don't let's, know if we should. I don't. We haven't. We haven't even really talked about any kind of like. Uh, you know, story arc or anything for the season. So I don't, maybe we can figure that out. Sometime. Yeah. We're doing episode by episode, yeah. just in case people don't watch these in order. That's why very, we very TOS, very Correct. TOS, strange new worlds kind of, uh, kind of vibe. Exactly. Just exactly. grab your jello, your popcorn, you're on your shag carpet in the seventies <laughs> and you get what you get with the USS Saratoga. With the, downstairs with the, with the wood paneling wood paneling <laughs> all and that the, and the and the and the and the wooden the wooden geese with the bronze with the yes brass and why your mom lets the red tricycle sit in the living room you don't know it's just there okay we, <laughs> you, we got were... <laughs> a, you got a lime green uh, uh phone on the on the stand. Oh, and refrigerator and clunky dishwasher that never works yeah and the, uh, and the house phone has the has the cord that, that oh, spirals the wrong direction i choked on much. it three times exactly <laughs> i would clothesline by it 22 times okay are, so we are, we are dating ourselves we are so let's <laughs> let's do this real quick i think it's fair um to do a quick run through of our characters real quick because sure. we have built and made some changes you're the captain you go first can you just go through and um introduce us with the focuses and the values that your captain has at this point. Yeah, you bet. So uh, just as a refresher for those of you who've uh, been listening and forgotten and for new people, uh, we decided to use the creation and play method. Uh, which I think the more I more the more I mess with it, the more I like. Oh, this is the way it should be because because you're you're just you're discovering the character as you play, just like watching the TV show. You're discovering the character episode by episode. You don't get a full blown character boom right in the beginning. They they start you know the, the writers and the actors add nuances and add details as they go. So anyway, uh, Captain uh, Jinnamat is an ANR uh, captain, of course, command commanding the USS Saratoga. Uh, Reliant class vessel um, in the Picard era. Uh, so far, I've got f- four of their disciplines identified. Uh, they have Command Four, Science Four, Security Three, Medicine Two, and the other two yet to be determined. Uh, two values have been identified at the moment: never leave a stone unturned, and our tradition gives us our vision, which I really like. Uh, and right now, they have three focuses identified. Three of the six focuses have been identified: uh, diplomacy, unorthodox mathematics and spatial awareness um and that, that was a is, cool one last time that was yeah, a cool development yeah yeah and we don't use talents in this game so we haven't we don't actually have any talents um so that is that is it for my character and then i guess i'll just uh, do a quick blurb on the ship the ship hasn't changed um 
solid statistics right out of uh utopia planitia if i remember right yep. and and captain's log actually mm-hmm. is in the captain's log book uh four talents for the ship extensive shuttle bays one of which is named the mccarver uh as a nod to uh, christopher mccarver one of our longtime sta writers uh improved hull integrity improved warp drive and high power tractor beam very good over very to the good. xo all right, Exo is uh, Fofem, again, uh, Talaxian commander of the Saratoga. Um, I decided this time to finish off all the disciplines. Uh, Jim, I said this would be suspenseful if I did it. So Command 3, Con 2, Security 4, Engineering 1, Science 2, Medicine 4. With the focuses so far of evacuation procedures, Klingon culture, which we really saw in play last episode, go check it out, and psionics, which we really saw in... in uh, last game check it out and i decided something i'm going to do fun today is after we roll up our mission i'm going to add a focus right away that matches that mission just for funsies um and then the values um i always had i can make something from nothing which we really used last mission and i decided because of last mission i added a new value this time called i will break the rules for family mm. Because I think that really matched last time, um, even if that's extended family or friends. Mm -hmm. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and share. I'm going to go ahead and share my note taking screen here. So as we go along, I kind of keep the notes going. Um, I'm going to share my Google Doc. Give me one second to do that. There we go. Can you see that, Jim? It's coming up right now. Yep, there it is. Okay, perfect. So with that shared, I love it since I take the notes. We have a tradition where Jim goes ahead and starts the roll. So this would take us over to page 257 where we have to decide our mission type. This is one of the most fun fun types uh, parts of the game. I know, right? This this just never gets old. It doesn't. <laughs> and I love that you're giving me the page numbers. I appreciate that. No problem. I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I, I'm using my hard copy. I don't want to keep looking. I got... I only have so much uh, screen real estate. So I've got my character sheet, I've got your notes, and I've got my book. Well, I'm all smart right. now. Just so you know, I've I've actually taken the page and it's in front of me with all the page numbers for all these things to help us get faster through this. <laughs> you need to send me that document. <laughs> I, I All I did was snap uh, the very last page of Captain's Log, which has all the page references on it. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. We made a quick reference, didn't we? <laughs> we did. And, and that is on the very last page. Okay, so anyways, mission type. Go ahead and roll it all for right, us. Right, here we go. Okay, I got my, uh, I, I'm using the, uh, the command dice uh, okay. actually these are these are original series slash strange worlds command dice but you know what they're handy so i'm gonna go with it yeah all right our mission type is near space exploration yay and then we'll go into the weeds on that a little bit that is on page 262 and we're going with uh huh huh what a sojourn back to the home world which oh and doria but which home world my okay home, your home world oh wait, wait 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 oh we have to roll on the 50 50 probability matrix oh because well, or, bec- well yeah yeah it's our characters right yeah yeah and let me tell you what's weird about this jim because if we go back to andoria that's cool because i would love to go to andoria i've never been yeah. there before but if we go back to the talaxian home world it's actually the asteroid remember Ooh. that was where they all ended up at was the asteroid on the border of the delta quadrant Hmm. Okay. All right. So, uh, 50, 50, uh, 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 one to 10 captain, 11 to 20, uh, XO. That's right. And I rolled a 15. We're going back to the asteroid, baby. Oh my God. Back to, to like, and you know, what's so weird about this, Jim, do you know why this makes so much sense? Why? Last well, the episode, family stuff. 
No, last episode, we yeah. had taken Neelix to Earth. That's right. Now we have to take him back using our quantum. Wait, do we have quantum slipstream drive? Uh, we the, must. Uh, the Reliant? No, I don't think the Reliant does. I think we may need to swap out a talent, bro. <laughs> we may have to. Let's take a look at the uh, talent list here. Uh, I, I think we need quantum slipstream drive to, to, uh, to make this possible. Well, you know, maybe make a note. Maybe. Um, I think well, we need to give up. I think we need to give up one of our talents that we are allowed to do this. We can say we went back to Earth. We, we went to Starbase One that we had a retrofit. Uh huh. That I mean, this is some gap in time. Maybe we were there for like two months chilling out, you know? I, I, I'm thinking there, there might be, maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's a need for us to go back to the Talaxian homeworld. And maybe Starfleet said, well, wait a minute. We need you back there relatively quickly. We're going to drag your ship into yeah. dry dock, do some refits. Uh, or not, not a refit refit, but like Bag. make some modifications. Okay, so let's do this. Let's so, do this, Jim. We know that this is the case. We're still going to have to roll everything else to figure out what the encounter is. But I think right now we need to choose which one of our talents we need to swap out for QST. Okay, well, first I need to look at the Starship Talent Matrix, because uh, I don't think we actually put the Quantum Slipstream Drive in here. Did, did we decide, did we add I'm a, pretty sure we did. I'm looking, I'm uh, looking at the, I'm, the, I'm looking at the list on 174. Maybe it's a improved, uh, it's not improved warp drive. Do we have an alternate warp? You know what? You know what? This is, remember, this is Captain's Log, so we don't have to be that exact it's just a talent it doesn't have any dice associated with it i think we yeah. just we make that call as as writers that we're getting qsd is well, yeah, it we don't have to worry about the details <laughs> no you don't have to worry about that this is our oh, game oh gosh okay uh, so high power you you we could either roll on it with the if we roll with the 20 sided well, dice one through five six through ten we could go through and decide which of our talents so i'm going to write the talents down here well, I'll, I'll mention I the talent. I got the list right in front of me. You know, just just looking at these four. Yeah, I think honestly, I think we can let the high power tractor beam go. Okay, fine. Yeah, so, so I'm that's, marking that's, that off. So we'll we'll respec here. We take we're we're uninstalling the high power tractor beam, and, and we are quantum. installing a um, slipstream experimental. Yep. Experiment, experiment. I can't, I can't even spell tonight. Out with high. I'm putting. I'm stream drive. Yep. Out and with high. Those of you who are curious, following along at home, the quantum slipstream drive. If you have your handy dandy copy of Utopia Planitia, that is detailed in Utopia Planitia because a couple of the ships in Utopia Planitia, including the, uh, the Vesta. And I want to point out, you said experimental, but I believe by twenty four. Uh, by 2410, it's no longer experimental. Remember, the entire um, uh, book series, Beta Canon, made it. The Aventine had quantum sleep street drive, as did the entire fleet. Huh. Well, so here's a question for you, my friend. Sure. Um, the, uh, the, the Reliant in um, Utopia Planitia actually has a quantum slipstream drive listed as a special rule, <laughs> not a talent. Well, there right. you go. So that's the, we don't use special rules in um, uh, Captain's Log specifically. So I, I could almost make a case that we that we keep the. Um, I agree that we keep the high power tractor beam and just call it the QSD um, special. Just, just there. It's it. But but we didn't think of it until now. So done. We'll just <laughs> done. Done. 
right. yeah right. because remember because remember class is also a trait which makes total sense to me so if that is a trait of the reliant qsd then we get it i like that uh, okay somewhere somewhere nathan is smiling that you're using traits so much <laughs> you're right okay. I mean, that, that's that's the whole power of a trait is to is to is to be a catch-all for everything that's special about this class of ship without right. having to write down all the details and right, without having to go into the weeds about the mechanics you're a reliant class ship oh guess what you have a quantum slipstream drive unless for some reason within the store you decided to uninstall it or broke or something like that so right so under um, trait i just put qsd under i put federation and yeah. qsd under traits awesome <laughs> Okay, this is great. Okay, you all saw how we did that. You saw how easy that was so that we can uh, get moving on to now deciding uh, the next piece, which is on page uh, 257 and what our theme and incident is for this story. So what takes us back to the home world besides transporting Neelix? Yep. So just to dial back just a little bit. So there was really no need for us to take a long break between episodes. Because uh, we already we don't have to go get a refit, we don't have to do That's anything. Right. We've already got it. So like right. literally, we just finished that episode at some undetermined time later. Now we're going back to the Flaxian um, homeworld. Okay, so our mission type is uh, our theme and incident. Oh, sorry, I was. Uh, give me a page. Uh, we are now on page two sixty seven. There it is. We have our mission type as near space exploration. So drawing back to Talaxian asteroid. All right, incident is transform okay theme is roll twice and combine <laughs> Ooh, i love here this we go. here we go okay so we are going to transform a sentient machine okay and a gravimetric distortion okay i'm loving this hmm I love this. It could be a sentient machine that lives inside of a grant, uh, a gravimetric distortion. We need to roll more details, I think, to or a sentient machine, a sentient machine that creates gravimetric distortions. Yeah, yeah. So transform. So I, I like this. You know, Jim, I would love if this mission is one where the main theme is kind of more of a, like scientific exploration kind of thing, and mm -hmm. then we roll up our B plot super drama. And let that be like the roles about more personality conflict, social conflict. I would like to see if we could try leaning in that direction this yeah. time because we've been so action packed in the last two ones. Sure, that works. Okay, so so yeah, okay, so so now we need to uh, roll uh, even or odd for advantage or complication. Page two sixty eight, two sixty nine. Yep, yep. So we are going to have a complication, Ooh. and the complication from this table numbered number five. Crisis of conscious conscience. A crew member suddenly acts against the mission, causing the circumstances to change suddenly. You know, I feel like we had that one recently. I wonder if we should change that up. But, uh, uh, did we? I thought I, I thought there was a subplot in one of our recent episodes that had a that was inept crew member. I thought oh, inept crew member. That's it. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was inept crew member. So now that was our first episode. But now I like crisis of conscience because remember I said I want us to be on a more like feeling type episode. Mm -hmm. That works. Yeah. Okay. So now we move over to the encounter probability matrix on page two seven to just kind of figure out the location. What zippers? Yeah. Uh, let's see. It is in a abandoned place. Mm. All right. So then we'll go into a little bit more detail to page two seventy one. Now we're we've got the we've got our type of encounter. Now we're going to the more detailed section here. 
and I rolled a five containers of spent fuel rods contaminating this sector. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Which which tr- is transforming a sentient machine. And causing special distortions? Yeah. Or gravimetric distortions? Right, because fuel rods could be antimatter, warp particles, all kinds of things, right? Slap a Tetrion on there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Or, or be- better yet, Dr. Aaron McDonald's quantum. You know, we can just throw some quantum up in there. There you go. So we now have our quantum slipstream drive. So, of course. Okay, so I like this. So that's a good encounter, Jim. Um, yeah. we're, we're starting to form a picture here. We want to move into... Um, do do you think now I have some different um, option roles here? If we want to say, okay, this is happening, we got you know the details for what's happening. Do you think that as we go back, do, do we encounter this issue as we go back to drop Neelix off that maybe we can't find or can't locate the asteroid because of? this issue that's kind of blocking us from getting him home and what would the, you know, go ahead. I think that's good. I think, I think what what I'm more curious right now is like, why are we taking Neelix back home? Is there a, is there a reason? Is there, is there a driving reason for us to get him back to get him back home other than we got him and we can take him, but is there like a, is there, is there something driving us to get him back there that, that we then run into this situation on the way? Yeah. Let's, let's figure that out. Do you think we should try to generate a B plot as that? Because we now have crisis of conscience, mm-hmm. um, and on continuing mission, we do have several generators that are a little bit more drama focused. For instance, we have something that was uh, brought to us by one of our uh, someone volunteered. Uh, Dave Dyson did a B plot generator matrix, uh-huh. which has a little bit more drama, and we also have ones like. The, of course, the famous Jane Austen one, the family-related tragedies one. Mm-hmm. So we could roll on a couple of those to try to flesh out what's the motivation to go back home. Or we even have our our own character, um, cultural traits, goals, tactics that we could roll on from mm-hmm. the book. So let's pick. I mean, I mean maybe, maybe it's simply Neelix asking for a reason. Or Do you want... Do you want to go to page 284? He's a a diplomat now at at this point, right? Exactly. So we can go to 284 and roll why he wants to go back. Sure, we can do that. Okay, under goals, you want to do that? Uh, Non-player character's goals. Yeah, this is page 284. Mm -hmm. And uh, I rolled a 13. So (laughs) he wants to make new friends. (laughs) Okay. He's he's kind of bored with the Alpha Beta Quadrant. He wants to go home. Well, okay, but let's push it. He's a diplomat. So maybe he's key... And essential to a diplomatic, uh, uh, maybe he's key to the truce because he started the work while he was there. We know he's a great diplomat, right? He left to go to Earth, remember, to deliver those medical supplies last episode. And maybe he has to rush back or else this alien species will not close off making peaceful relations without him there present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You like that? So what was, how did that read again? What was the term? Oh, um, no, I lost it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I think he said 13 make new friends. Yeah. Yeah. Make new friends. And so since he's a diplomat, we're going to kind of alter that to a little bit, bit like essential to diplomatic talks. Yeah. Okay. So now we have a good reason. And 
should we make it time sensitive so that if we don't get past this sentient machine gravimetric distortion that that could collapse the talks? Um, yeah, I think so. A, a ticking clock is always an easy way to, uh, yeah, to, to create some, uh, some pressure. It, it's, there's a, there's a time sensitive thing happening on the Talaxian asteroid. We need to get Neelix there in time before those people, you know, separate and go there, go about their business. Um, he wants to get there to, to be win friends and influence people. Mm -hmm. Um, but on the way, we encounter this uh, abandoned place, containers of spent fuel rods, creating this issue with the sentient machine slash gravimetric distortions and transformation. Yeah, I like that. And then we'll figure out exactly what this crisis of conscience is mm -hmm. um, along the way. Now, we have, um, again, you know, I want to point out, we have different, more drama based uh, issues like. Uh, we there's one probability matrix that I wrote called human resource issues that could arise in Star Trek. And maybe that's the crisis of conscience issue that we deal with while we're heading there. Uh, what do you think? Um, I think that's good. Yeah, I, I'm good rolling it. Uh, I, I'm almost wondering if the crisis of conscience ties into the sentient machine somehow. Mm. And we pull in the meta of the um, like the whole kind of Picard era issues with AI and androids and sentient androids and you have the zoom mm -hmm. types and just that whole that whole subplot line that they completely gave up in the season season three but uh, it was it was kind of interesting in season one <laughs> yeah season uh, okay or thing kind of took over okay so let, let's let's do that let's see if maybe we find something with an with with an hr issue roll and see if we find something in there so go ahead and roll one through 20 and i'll go ahead and tell you wh which one came up okay you got the you got the chart for you i do Okay, I'll give you a roll here. I rolled an eight. Okay, so eight came up as inadequate training, new recruits lack proper training, leading mm -hmm. to mistakes and actions. Is that too close to inept crew member? Uh, yeah. Okay, roll again. Okay. So, so everyone, I want you all to see that we rolled again to keep mixing things up. I rolled a 19 this time. Okay, this time... Ooh, workplace sabotage. Suspicion arises that someone is sabotaging ship systems or operations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. HR issue. Let me type. Let me paste that in there. Hey, what? What is going not on? on? Not on my ship. <laughs> yeah. So, did we pick somebody up on Earth that we're bringing back with us that is not into? Hmm. Hmm. Should we roll on this character and new, yep. and new NPC? npc thing right yeah yeah let me, let me switch over to that and that's page 284 oh sorry no page 283 so page 283 we're rolling up someone else we're bringing back with us you want the whole smack with the starting with the archetype i think we should all right so starting with the archetype we have a leader leader okay um that is up, a upbringing upbringing is the future <laughs> didn't we do that last time did we? I don't remember. Yeah, I think we hit future last. Okay, let me roll a different one. Yeah. Uh, Homeworld colon starship. So Homeworld starship. Born on a star. So a leader born on a starship. Uh, cultural trait is honor. Okay. Okay. Goal. Oops. Goal is uh, find a new cure. Okay. Tactics. 
revealing secrets. Uh, Outlook on the Federation is blasé. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I guess we should roll for a species. Yep, let's do that. Let me, let me go back to the uh, species list earlier in the book here. Um, this should probably be next gen era, yeah? Yep. Well, you can roll on any because it's, since it's next gen, roll. I would, if I were you, I would roll, um, you know, uh, one through set, one through eight would be Enterprise era, uh, nine through 16 would be original series era, and then everything else would be next generation species. So, first roll of well, just so happens we have a table for that, Michael. <laughs> <On> page, <laughs> oh, page yeah. 93. So oh, let's yeah. just do that. Yeah, so this is going to be an Enterprise era species. Cool. And we're going with, uh, where is it? Romulan. We have Romulan crew members? Sure, why not? Yes. Why so, not? Okay, let's thanks to got the, this. Thanks to the Hoba Supernova, Romulans have been spread out into the diaspora, oh, so to speak. Sure, yes. some Romulans probably joined Starfleet. Totally. Romulan leader, homeworld was on a starship, which makes sense because they probably were an evacuating ship. Yep. So, so they probably were an evacuee, mm. um, and so they lived much of their life on a starship. Um, they want to find a new cure. That could be, mean different things. What are you picking up, Jim? It doesn't have to be disease. There's cures for many things, right? Many things can have cures. So what do you think they might be? I mean, it could be trying to find a new home world or. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't want to certainly don't want to tar every Romulan with the with the broad brush, but uh, right maybe maybe they're maybe they're kind of um uh well find a new cure maybe they're trying to cure the the romulans to find a new home or to find a uh mm -hmm. a solution to their being spread out into the world um i was also playing with the idea of maybe maybe they're uh philosophically aligned with the zadvash and uh agree that ai is uh bad wrong fun and uh don't you know want to want to find a new cure for ai or or i mean gosh michael we could go another direction with this maybe they want to maybe they want to make ai safer and better and want to find a new cure as in ai is not so bad ai is okay you just have to you know you just have to make these little modifications and and then it'll be safe so I, I, there's a number of directions we could go with this and i'm not sure what the... I, I want i want to go with what you originally had with the zotbosch though so yeah. they want zotbosch want to destroy ai right yeah okay so think about this if this character is the crisis of conscience when they come across this sentient machine slash gravimetric distortion mm -hmm. their conscience may be motivating them to do something out of character mm. Mm -hmm. So in character would be destroy AI, right? But the crisis is wait, maybe maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, and 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 their secrets, like maybe maybe their outlook when it comes to Federation Blase, maybe that's more like I don't agree with how liberal you guys are with AI. Sure, I mean that's one of many colors. I mean the other color, a not not the other, but another color could be uh, the Federation. I'm happy to be part of Starfleet because I got the recommendation and I'm I'm doing a good job. But you know, the Federation wasn't there when my home world was destroyed. Where were you? Like, what are you gonna do? Like uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the Federation, they're they they talk the good talk, but they don't always walk the walk, right? So they they might be a little jaded. Right. So they're willing in this case, maybe they're not sabotaging the ship systems, but maybe they're sabotaging this operation. The mission. Yeah. 
And when so details come out. Yeah. So I like the idea that we go into this mission kind of like, you know, everything's normal. We're doing the scientific thing. Hey, Captain, you know, the mission could even open up with with us on our, you know, Captain's log on our way to deliver Neelix back to the home world so they can finish the diplomatic with the batata pata. We have come across a gravimetric distortion in space that's giving us most interesting readings. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just play with that science piece. We yep. know that underlying there, there's someone sabotaging the operation, but maybe we still lay on another B plot just, you know, for drama. Uh-huh. So that, we're, we're misdirecting the audience in a sense as to where the real problem lies in yeah. this episode. And safe to assume this character is a Starfleet officer? I think so. Totally. All right. So on page 115, I, I want to roll for their um, for their track just so that we have a sense of where are Perfect. they on the ship. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to just make a quick roll here. They are in the uh, command track. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Okay. So, so hold on a second. Let's... And that, tie, that ties right into being a leader, right? So they are they are somewhere in the command. I mean, it could be any number of things, but uh, they just happen to be in. They're not uh, They're not operations. They're not science. They are in the command track. So, so, so do me a be, favor. Roll on, the foc- roll on the focuses and let's determine what their main specialty is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Uh, focuses are earlier in the chapter. Where are our focuses? Um, page. Do you need it? Okay. Focuses. I found it. Okay. Uh, so, ooh, do we do command or con? Uh, ooh, roll 50-50. Uh, I'll go with command. Yes. And, uh, ooh, uh, should, I, should I do the... Uh, the original version right out of the book or should i do the revised version revised get the revised version up uh yeah i can yeah hold on one second okay, so I, have to, I have to roll d20 and then a d20 again right just give me the page uh 85 okay so let me go to 85 so i need you to roll uh just one d20 that's all uh 20 so journalism Ooh, i love that okay <laughs> So they're, they're, they're command track, but are they FNN, Federation News Network, too? Journalism. Or can we twist that? Or should we roll again? Because we already said they're command track, so they're Let's Starfleet. Okay, I, rolled roll a 10. I rolled a 10. Oh, my goodness. Deception. What is it? Deception. Deception. So are we going to make them intelligence? Starfleet intelligence? Sure. Okay. And we might play that into the game we'll see how that works out i love that so command track starfleet intelligence uh which which is a position on the ship they oftentimes have investigators um and so this is this character is very interesting i'm already falling in love with them <laughs> yeah intelligence or jag maybe uh can you can you roll um i know we've talked about this before do you want to go ahead and roll on gender uh sure well gosh do we have a gender table <laughs> no we don't you have to make it up uh well i mean there's so many eight, eight, seven seven uh, let's just go let's go he she them so uh, seven 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 last seven right all right so last seven 16 so they them that's what they rolled okay well i mean if we're, if we're doing one to six is male seven yes. to 13 is female 14 onward is they you know it, it could be agender it could be non-binary it could be any right. number of flavors so it's a romulan we haven't learned a lot about romulans so it's true this is good. Okay, cool. All right. So there we go. We have this interesting character. And I think it's your responsibility now to go to the naming convention. 
because oh, yes. I think this is going to be our star of our show in addition to Neelix, who's going to kind of be our B story character. Mm -hmm. um, but let's go ahead and roll on names. Names. Let's find it here. Page 315. Uh, let's go with a three syllable name. Cool. All right. And we're looking for A D C. So let's start with that. We're looking at Go, G O. Um, e B E, so go E B E, and what did I say? Uh, A D C, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this would be um, D A L. So All let's right. let's massage that a little bit. Uh, so I'm looking at I'm something that, I'm looking at something like go badal. Go, go badal. Does that sound Varmulany? Uh, let's Neural. Go Badal. How about just Badal? Badal, yeah. All right, I like that. One word, I think. Um, and then should we roll a rank on them? Can we roll a rank on characters? I don't think we did that, Captain's Log, did we? Uh, if we didn't, we could have. Okay, we, so I mean, not to say we should have, but so uh, watch my fingers real quick. Yeah. Um, we got Ensign, Lieutenant, Commander. Okay. Ensign, Lieutenant JG, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Commander, Commander. So those those are the five, I'd say. Okay, so this is easy about fours. Yep, so go ahead. Yeah. I've got a, a seven. So that would make it automatically Lieutenant JG. Okay. Um, like, that's right? fine. Yeah. Right, right? And plus they're Romulan. There's not that many Romulans in Starfleet. Lieutenant JG works for me. This is cool. This is super cool. Look how quick we get into this amazing character, everyone. <laughs> Lieutenant J.G. Badal, who is uh, a Starfleet intelligence assigned. We picked him up on Earth. Uh, when we This is their first time on this ship because we know that they're a guest star, no doubt. Maybe they'll become a regular. We don't know. Um, we have a very interesting character here with a lot of background as an evacuee honorific toward their people uh we're going to figure out exactly what they're trying to cure what they're trying to fix secrets will be revealed as we play this game they're blase about the federation so they went through it maybe they felt they had no other choice we will see their true personality emerge in this story right absolutely and you know those of you we've been at this for about what 25 minutes and we've got all this detail so far we haven't even started playing the game yet <laughs> really? i know but I, but we can see it forming we're gonna fly through when we together. do the rolls stuff is coming together yeah we're the writers in the writer room we're madly writing on the whiteboards all this stuff is exactly. coming together so i think we need to just do one last roll and i think uh i think we just need to do the roll for kind of what that b plot is the b plot yeah. right so i think what we should go ahead and do is um go ahead and roll i have the b plot generator up the one that was designed by dave dyson roll a 20 and i'll tell you what we get okay i got a 14. very nice very nice it is and i'm putting it right here our b story I like keeping Jim in anticipation is <laughs> holodeck adventure, LARPing, pick <laughs> a genre, any genre. <laughs> Here we go. Do we have a do we have a genre table? Oh God. I could chat GPT a quick one. Okay. Yeah, do that. Okay. I could I could rattle off 20 genres pretty quickly, but I bet chat GPT. Okay, so here's the here's the dangers of AI, but here's the power of AI too, right? <laughs> is that we're using it as a tool to help us with our this is our game. We're not making money off of this. I'm yeah. doing this for fun. So we're so the question is from uh create 
a a 20 oh no create uh what do we say oh create a random table so create a random table of 20 different larping ideas or 20 different story genres oh story genres yeah let's see what happens there you oh. go. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh my gosh. Roll, roll look at that. Roll Holy cow. And, and we're not taping this so people can see this. So go ahead and roll on this, Jim. Wait, people can't see this or can't see they this? They can. I, I just, okay. I'm, I'm sharing screen. Dude, so, that's sick. I know. Go ahead and roll. Oh my gosh. That's, that's unreal. Uh, I rolled a seven. Historical, Historical fiction. fiction. Okay. This is cool. <laughs> I dig it. Okay, so now, so that's why should I create a table and show you how quick this works? Yeah. Okay, so now I'll say create a random table of 20 historical historical fiction topics, right? Historical fiction topics. Roll oh a card. Roll, roll a 20. Are you kidding me? God, you act like you've never seen this before. I have not seen this before. <laughs> okay. Just so everyone knows, I'm responsible at my work to help develop the policy and ethics on AI. And if you watched our show a couple oh weeks God. ago, Chris Birch talks about it. We're not allowed to use this for our uh, Modifius, just so you know, <laughs> for paid stuff. But go ahead. Yeah. And if anybody ever sends me any any manuscripts generated by ChatGPT. No. I will I will fire you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> roll to 120. Wow. All right, hang on. Uh, oh well, I rolled a one. Ancient Egypt yes. of the pyramids. Yes. Is that your favorite? Isn't that one of your favorite subjects? I got I got books for days. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. We're ready to, we're ready to, we're ready to start the story. Good night, everybody. We can go home and, now. And, 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 Jim, Jim, you were asking for that meta thing, right? Uh-huh. That sentient machine is going to be in the form of a pyramid with an eye. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you wanted to create a connection with beast, everyone watch how we take that beast plot as a, um, as a, as a Chekhov's gun, maybe, or, or as a foreshadowing and watch how we maybe wrap that in. Maybe we, Jim, by the way, so all you know is, uh, what, can I call you an amateur aficionado, amateur historian on Egyptian? Amateur Egyptologist. Yeah. E amateur Egyptologist. So I'm really going to be leaning on Jim this time. And this is, and, and let me, let me talk about this as a GM. As a GM, if I knew that that was one of Jim's private, uh, hobbies, I would purposely be designing a game like this so that he could take what he knows and wrap it into the game and get satisfaction from having that piece of trivia in his brain. So um, we're going to simplify that today, Jim. I'm going to actually ask you, because you know more about Egyptology than I ever do, that you bring that in with, we start this game with this, and maybe you find a way to introduce it later on and get your fix. Does that sound Already, right? I got it. Already got it. I'm good to go. Okay, so then my question is this, Jim. Should the captain or XO have as a focus Egyptology. We can always swap it out later. Uh, what were your focuses so far? My focuses so far are um, evacuation procedures, Klingon culture, and psionics. So maybe ancient civilizations or Egyptology, or do you want one of our characters to have that? I don't mind mine being that. I'll do it just for funsies. Uh, 
ancient civilizations and I'm curious about them? Well, I, I, I could go either way. I mean, if you want to, by all means, go ahead. I'm just thinking with unorthodox mathematics, never leave a stone unturned, a strong science background on my character, and our tradition gives us our vision. Like, uh, I could easily see Captain Ginnamat being into ancient Egypt uh, mythology and history and even having a little bit of archaeology, but also getting into the whole... Uh, uh, the whole uh, 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 religious traditions that Egypt had. And how did they build the pyramids? That mystery? It's not a mystery. Come on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So do you, would you want to call it ancient? It was aliens. It was... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait. That's super cool too. So wait, do you want to make it ancient civilizations? Or do you want to get it all the way down to Egyptology? Oh, I think, I think the more specific, the better, right? So I think I'm going to bring in one of his focuses now is uh, Egyptology. Oh, I love this. Okay, this is going to be such a fun scene and taking and taking us on a tour. Actually, of I'm going to go even I'm going to go even further that because Egyptology, even though it's specialized, it's pretty broad. Uh, right. I'm going to go with ancient Egyptian uh, religious traditions. Ooh, you are so cool. Because it's a focus. It's a super, super focus. It is. <laughs> I, and I love that. Broad focus that I could use all the time. It's a really specialized focus that I won't use as much. Now, you know, that's up to you as a player and maybe up to you as a game master. As a player, you might want a broader focus so that you could use it more broadly and get that advantage more frequently. But in yep. this case, I want, it, I, want the, I want the deep dive. And so I promised that I would pick a focus at this point, too. So I don't want to be anywhere near yours uh -huh. so based off what we have so far and seeing it that my character has a security of four mm -hmm. i think i want to go in something toward intelligence also so so we know we have this main character this uh lieutenant junior lieutenant badal um who's starfleet intelligence and i think i really want to lean into that because i think that might be key in this game um but I want to get super specific with the intelligence. Like, what do you think I could do to make my focus super specific when it comes to intelligence, like forensics or um, artificial, like, oh, like, what do you call it? Computer um, investigation. Like when you, oh, is it computer forensics? Cybersecurity. Cybersecurity. Yeah. That might be cool, right? Or yeah, maybe like you could do like Xeno, cyber, Xeno cybersecurity. There we go. You're not just specialized in cybersecurity. You're specialized in cybersecurity of of alien species. I like of, that. Of like non-federation alien species. Um, like you, you have a knack for understanding um, uh, alien software systems and alien technologies that are written in languages that don't make sense to the federation. Right? It's, it's very Which different. Which would make me so intrigued by Romulus, too, because we know that they are secretive. So imagine what their computer programs look like, right? Because since they did not rely on artificial intelligence, they really had to come up with some amazing, intricate, maze-like firewalls for their systems because they did not require, they did not allow computers to do it. Uh-huh. So, so, and we know if you know anything about Romulan culture, reading the books or Metacan, uh, you know, uh, Beta Canon, their homes are moving, shifting labyrinths. So I think they would design computer systems the same way. And I've become kind of fascinated by that. So I'm going to have some really interesting discussions with this, this new lieutenant on our ship. I dig it. Okay. Well, now we're getting some good picture here. <laughs> 
Okay, cool. All right, so I got Zeno Cybersecurity, and the captain has ancient Egyptian religious traditions. I think we're ready to have the opening scene in this LARPing. So I think, yeah, I think the opening scene is definitely on the holodeck uh-huh. uh, with the captain, um, you know, re- or, or, or uh, you know, pulling in some element of uh, ancient Egyptian uh, um, um, a sleuthing or uh, or or spelunking where where a, a tomb was discovered in the Valley of the Kings and uh, and and the captain is playing the role of uh, maybe one of the uh, Egyptologists who discovered it and is doing some digging uh, might have some junior officers with me along for the educational experience. Uh, maybe there's some other amateur Egyptologists on the oh. ship. Maybe there's just some people who are curious to to go along with the captain. Maybe the captain's taking an opportunity to. Um, um give a little science education to a couple of uh, junior officers maybe i don't mm-hmm. know there's, there's a couple of ways we could go with it i i think i'm right i'm writing as we go and i think yeah def- absolutely badal should be on that uh, yeah with that. and we'll put junior officers which includes badal yep. badal fofim and neelix and we kind of you know i could see neelix being like this is fascinating and fofim is like wow this is you know talk talk to us what are you touring us through here mm-hmm. at this point right i think um Oh, you know, in fact, I mean, since this is a Star Trek show and we want to be aimed at the mainstream, we'd probably want to use a recognizable, you know, Egyptological event. So this could be um, uh, Captain uh, uh, Ginnamat um, kind of reenacting the discovery of, of Tut's tomb, right? Okay. So they're, 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 they're encountering uh, King Tut's tomb. They're going through the, the handful of uh, uh, chambers, looking at all the artifacts. Um, but focused primarily on um, on the on the nested sarcophagi, and and and, and Ginnamat can open up this can open up the episode going into a into a, a very um, academic discussion on how the ancient Egyptian religious beliefs involved um, the the transformation of the of the mortal body into the into the spiritual body with all the different versions of the souls and and, and like really leaning into that whole transformation thing of of the of the body becoming or, or the spirit going into another level so that you're going to the field of reeds you're being served in the in the afterlife um you've gone through the journey of the afterlife all this all that stuff right but because the theme of the episode is transformation mm. i love the idea of okay you know they 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 embalmed uh, or you know they 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 wrapped up tut as a mummy they put him in the mini sarcophagi they were preparing him for afterlife he was going to transform from what he was into what his his you know his ur form Ooh. in the in the in the afterlife and so there's that whole shtick about um transformation so if i were the writer right obviously i'd be i'd be laying all that stuff in here thick and heavy um with the with the reader thinking oh this is just a throwaway opening scene we're getting introduced to the characters the plot will kick in here as we move toward the end of the teaser and we get into the actual episode but it's going to come back later well here's what i love so everything you're saying i love it because what if the sentient machine the gravimetric distortion is it passing through into its next life form and then again with uh lieutenant badal there being like we can't let this evolution happen mm-hmm. or we should let this ev- we'll figure out what the conflict is as we move through it but i love that we them- thematically talk about something changing into something else yeah and and we'll maybe find an attachment there with the theme and incident yeah so here's a question for you michael so sure. so do we want to do we want to do the next generation era shtick where where we're in the holodeck having our little story 
wacky things happen and all of a sudden everything key happens in the holodeck um or do we use the the holodeck opener as kind of a um um oh man a bookend or 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 kind of just a, like a connected tissue to where like okay we're in the holodeck doing our thing oh but now we gotta go back to the to the to the bridge and the ship and now we're encountering the space thing out in space and we're dealing with that out there but it's not directly tied to the holiday like i could go i like both ways and let me tell you why let me tell you why i like both ways yes i love like all of a sudden the holodeck gets interrupted it's like captain Mm. we or we've stopped going at warp why we hit this but i also love the fact that the holodex is a computer and that maybe the sentient machine and gravimetric distortion is trying to communicate through this Mm. therefore trapping them in the holodeck to figure out the mystery to figure out what it needs Uh uh-huh I'm just, I'm just, I'm digging the idea of like, they're, they're like stuck in the hall, stuck in the hall deck and like King Tut comes to life. It's like, wait a minute. That's not King Tut. That's. Like, oh, yes. It's the sentient machine. Oh, come on. Let's this do it. Let's do the Halloween special. And, and, well, well what, what's really like about what I like about this too, is not only do you get to play to your Egyptology and your character, I get to play with the Xeno cybersecurity trying to figure this out. Oh yeah. As a puzzle. And uh-huh. then having the having the Romulan try to sabotage this operation. Uh huh. This is beautiful already. Well, initially sabotaging it, and then having a crisis of conscience to yes. Wait, maybe now you're Starfleet. Yeah. We're gonna have to have we're gonna have to have some conversations with this person in some pretty interesting settings. Ooh, ooh. Okay, okay. <laughs> chill. I, I think we got, especially given your your Xeno Crypto um, yeah. um, angle that you're bringing into it. I think it's got to be on the holodeck. Yes, exactly. Okay, I, I love oh, it. Episode, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So I think the Act One, Scene One, is figuring out we're trapped, and something is off. Right, we're gonna have to figure out something's off, and there's gonna be this inciting incident. Someone's gonna have to roll at this point, right? Why? Uh, yeah, I, th- I would think. Um, I would think Act One, Scene One. We're doing this whole shtick. And then I think the kicker is those gravi- gravimetric distortions kick in and um, wreck, I mean, not wreck the ship, but but badly damage it so that like the safety protocols come off. Part of the part of the um, entrance collapses. We're stuck in the tomb. OK, so let's do this. Do we notice that. That the program is now running funky. I think we should make that act one scene one. Do we that notice? A, that would be a task roll. Yeah. Right. So let's so so do we notice? And I think that should be what insight plus and and and, and I think this should be the captain. And here's why. Okay. Something is off from their knowledge of Egyptian history at this point. Something is off that's a tell that wait a second, I didn't program this or this is not part of Egyptology. This is a new addition. There shouldn't have been an earthquake at this period of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or 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 looking at hieroglyphics, it's like that's not an Egyptian hieroglyphic. I don't know that word. Oh, okay. So not so so it's not only gravimetric distortions then, but maybe there's also a a Xenos uh, AI cybernetic uh, thing impacting the program too. Then, well, let's think about this for a second. How is a holodeck powered? It's powered through use of force fields and light. So gravimetric distortions, it would be easy for an alien, for instance, a sentient machine who can manipulate those kind of forces to mm. redo hieroglyphics in an attempt to communicate. Mm. Mm. Right? That works. Okay. So so I think it, it, this would be insight plus um, what science. I, science, yeah, because it's your knowledge of Egyptology. Using and, the focus. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think we start the episode there. Something okay. off maybe. Works for me. So insight science, that's uh 14. Mm-hmm. I've got a focus that'll help me. Uh, let's see what we got here. <laughs> oh, you'll be so happy. Um, I rolled a nine. So that's one. Well, wait, we didn't set a difficulty. It's always difficulty one. Remember, you're well, going for success. So I rolled a nine. So that's my success. So I, we okay. were successful. However, I rolled a 20 on the other dice. So we yes! <laughs> Love those complications. We know exactly what the complication is, Jim. Trapped in the holodeck. Oh, yeah. I guess we don't have to roll for that. Come on. <laughs> it played right into our plan. Yes. No, okay. So success. See, folks, we're not cheating. Right. <laughs> so, something off with, we want to say hieroglyphics? It works for me. Okay. So we're going to have something Perfect. off with hieroglyphics. I mean, it could, but, be, it could be a multitude of things, right? It could be all, it could be like the artifacts changing shape into something that's more closer to the alien species. It could also be the hieroglyphics trying to change into, into some, some algamation between their language and ancient Egyptian. Yeah. Right, or, or, uh, um, um, well, I'm like going to ask you Egyptian or something. Yeah. I don't remember the exact language name, but, it, it, but it's pretty old. Well, you know how I am, Jim. You know, I, I, I rarely wait till the end of Act 1 to do this. But since mm-hmm. it's a holodeck episode, mm-hmm. I'm saying that we roll, since we get, just got one complication trapped in the holodeck, you know me. I think we should roll on two more threats. I'm good with that. Okay. And that way, this really creates the dun-dun-dun right before the show opener. So, so we're going to go over to the threat table. Give me a page. Uh, the page is, give me one second, I'm right here, page 278. And we need to roll twice on the threat table. Twice on the threat table. So we're, I'm doing this threat spend theme. Correct. First. Or do we want to just go straight to one of these? No, no, no. Go ahead and let's go random. Right one. Okay. Yeah. So first one's a 15. So this is going to be subspace. <laughs> Good old sense. subspace. Good old. Good old subspace. First one is... Messages cannot penetrate subspace. Yes. There's no way to communicate out to the other ship. Love it. And then the next one is ship in distress. Ooh. Gonna be. That's really good. And I rolled a seven. Oh, this is perfect. Computers malfunction. Oh, this is gorgeous. See, folks, like this is just how it happens. You just you get these ideas and you get into it, and then all of a sudden the dice start rolling your way. Oh my goodness. Oh, it all just fits nicely. <laughs> what a great first round. So, so because honestly, let's think about what would happen, right? Well, first of all, let's be clear with this. The scene would end when the hieroglyphics are, are off. And does King Tut rise at this point where everyone's shocked? And then we go to the first show opener. Does King uh, Tut rise? No, no, no. no Not the, yet? Too early? No, no first okay. we start off with the, wait a minute, something's wrong here. And then the ship's shaking and buckling and um, everything's going wrong. Uh, right, and they try to get out and no one responds. And they all look at each other. Show opener. Yeah. Okay, that's perfect. So now we go to act. Now we go to scene two. Yeah. This is a great episode already. Yeah, act one, act one, scene one is like, wait a minute, something's wrong. Yeah. And then wait a minute, we can't send messages out. Wait a minute, we're having a computer malfunction. And now Act 1, Scene 2, things get worse. Exactly. Okay. Because now we have to get trapped. Yeah. All right. And so I think I think end of Act 1 is going to be not only are we trapped, but holy cow, King Ted just sat up. Yeah, <laughs> now okay. <what>? Now what? <laughs> now we're in real trouble. That's All not right. supposed to happen. 
So, so let's see, what would we do in this situation? We come out of commercial, we come out of the show opener, come out of commercial break. You can tell how old we are. The fact that we keep saying commercial break in the day of streaming, <laughs> we apologize everyone. We should probably start referring it to fade in, fade out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we fade back in. Um, and scene two, of course, we're, we're getting inquisitive about this, uh, should we roll whether some of the junior offices yeah. are getting a little panicked? Because that might make some fun probability Absolutely. matrix. So I, I, I would I would think if did, did we have Fofem in here with us? Yeah, yeah. So Fofem's here, of course. So should I try to calm them? So I think there's two there's two tasks here. The first one would be to calm the junior officers, and that would probably be something that you would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is like, okay, what's the problem? We would start digging into what the problem is. And that would be a reason science, um, a reason science role. And that would probably be on the, on the captain to, to do. Okay. So I'm going to go with my presence nine plus command three yep. to try to calm them. Right. And you have a focus relevant? Uh, no, I, I do not feel I have a, I have evacuation procedures, which we might use later, but we're not there yet. So, um, I don't have anything. So I'm going to go ahead and roll. I have my dice right here. I have to roll better than, um, 12. I'm rolling my two D 20, five and two. Ooh. So that, so I have no applicable, uh, uh, focus. So I get momentum though. Yep. So one momentum. Do you want to spend that momentum or hold on to it? Oh man. I want to I think I want to go for um a random momentum spend um okay. on page 275. So let me go ahead and roll that. I rolled 11 which is new technology. Uh-huh. And I'm rolling a 3 which says communication upgrade. So so I think maybe why don't we spin this so that we get just limited communication with the ship. So we find out that the ship is in grave danger. And of course we are going to want to get out of here to help, but we can't, but we can't. Right. Okay. So spending that we're therefore informed that ship is in grave danger. And that's kind of cool because we're thinking, I want to get out of here to solve the problem, but we know the episode is going to reveal that solving the problem requires us to be inside the LARP. Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay. So so at this point, this makes us aware of what's going on in mm-hmm. this in this, in this this uh, uh, scene. And then what did you say you wanted to um, have the captain roll on? Uh, reason science, uh, reason 10 science four to, uh, to attempt to... Um suss out the problem here like what what is what's happening to the program like what is make what is making the 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 visuals change like the language and the artifacts like what's happening here like is this just a glitch is this something worse like what's what's happening here okay uh so i'm gonna go ahead and roll that and uh there's not really a focus here that's applicable so i'm just gonna roll um i need 14 or better i've got a uh I've got a 14 and a four. So success with momentum. Okay. I think I'm going to go ahead and use the momentum on a random momentum spend. I've got um, um, a new technology and I rolled an 11, a new medical procedure. Hmm. Not sure that that fits, but I'll open to your um, uh, medical procedure would be relevant here. So I may, I, I'm in well, 
was this required because one of our people got injured because the entity is angry that we were thinking about escaping before we tried to get before we tried to get before it got its message across to us maybe you are you have this medical procedure or can we can we save that for later yeah yeah let's let's hold on to that okay and save it for later in fact maybe the new medical procedure is something that we can use to help the sentient machine transform that or even jim you're an egyptologist you, like you have this history maybe it's an ancient egyptian uh, procedure that will actually save the day that works <laughs> it, it, it tied into the it tied into the the sentient machine the egyptians were medical masters right right i i would let myself be surgically if i was back then i'd be like let me go to egypt to get surgery i'd be okay with that you know, in fact, maybe, maybe, maybe somehow in in this sentient machines, you know, um, um, cycle of life, maybe it was about to transform, but it got stuck in our matrix, and it, <laughs> and now it can't, it can't, it can't move on, it can't transform into right. its next form until we release it. But we won't discover that until later. Yeah. And so this new medical procedure is like, oh wait a minute. I know how to fix this because I have to go. It's not a new medical procedure. It's an old medical procedure, but uh, we'll bring it back to the present. And um, what if you have to perform a cybernetic embalming to get it to its next form? Like maintaining its cohesion of its main body structure while still going inside to fix stuff. We'll get to yeah, that. We can, we can, we can finesse it. I, we'll I think finesse that. Okay. I have to, I, if I had time, if I was, if we were writing the screenplay, right. I would take a couple of days to do some research because there are probably more thematically fitting Egyptian rituals and, and yes. stuff that I can tie into this, but I'm not going to bore the listener <laughs> with all that detail. Um, there might so, be an amateur Egyptologist out there going, wait, we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's, Absolutely. I just, not, I can't do the research on the fly right now. <laughs> good. Okay. So, so we've established that we have an issue with the ship on the outside. We're trapped on the inside. We yeah. have your momentum that we're saving. You're, you're kind of aware of what's going on. What, what what awareness does your captain have? Because you rolled a reason plus science. So what was the awareness you discovered? Um, the awareness I discovered. What do you mean? Um, you noticed something was off with the hieroglyphics in the oh, first yeah, one. So I you kind of have to notice something now too. Right. So I think I think the gist is, um, I, I think it, it, we would probably have to dig a little deeper. But I think I think they would. I think Cap, the captain Jinnamont would be like wait a minute, this isn't just a random computer glitch. This is intentional. I, I don't know the language. It's not, but I know it's not ancient Egyptian. It's something different. It's something alien, but it's, but it's absolutely intentional, right? Th this is changing for a reason. It's not, it's not because the ship's in grave danger and we're having some computer malfunction. This is, this is real, right? This is something really happening mm -hmm. in real time. It's not a historical program. It's not, old data or whatever so clearly something has happened i don't think i don't think we know that the alien is trying to communicate with us yet right I, I think i think at this point we would know okay there's something intentionally happening here and now we're going to have to maybe this is even like if we were doing sta i think i would make this an extended task um so i'd like to say is it probable let's let's create a couple probability questions oh, yeah. here so is it probable that we get cut off from each other because we have this cool party and what's better than being in it pyramid in a tomb when walls start coming down we're separated which could create a lot of tension so do you think it's highly probable probable somewhat probable that we get separated 
Um, so if we're going with the conceit that it's King Tut's tomb, there's only four chambers, so it's pretty small. But we could still get separated, right? Because like even though it's only four chambers, you could be in the first chamber, I could be in the first chamber. Plus um, the computer is plus the sentient machine is changing it, which is the indication uh, that something's off. So certainly probable. I, in fact, if you want to, if 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 the if if the alien system is trying to separate us to maybe well actually i don't think it'd be testing us i think the sentient computer is like wait a minute there's something wrong here i need your help but i need to communicate that i need your help um maybe splitting you up would maybe make you all think uh, more creatively yeah or it could view us because it's uncertain it could be viewing us as viruses and therefore it's trying to isolate the different viruses it's detecting i like that so let's say it's let's say it's probable that we would be split up okay and I'll so, roll. And in fact, yes, we are split up. Okay. <laughs> so, so maybe we can split up these two groups. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's you and, um, who, who, who would be most interesting to put Badal with you, you or me? Me. I, th- I think. Okay. Well, yes, because I'm trying to figure out that they're sabotaging. Right. I'm, I need to observe them with Starfleet intelligence. So maybe mm-hmm. me and one junior officer, and you have Neelix and another junior officer. Okay. That gives us someone to redshirt if we need to. <laughs> we each get someone to redshirt without killing off the main. Without killing off stars or or Badal. Off Neelix or Badal, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so I think why don't we do this? When we're separated, are we injured? I think we each should have to roll a fitness plus security. Okay, I'm good with that. Uh, so fitness security, so that's a ten. Um, I've got no focuses that are going to help me here. Um, I rolled a six and a 19. So the 19 is trash. So I got one success. I'm good to go. Cool. Okay. So then I get to Uh, roll. My fitness is nine and security is four. So let me roll my two dice on that. Ooh, I rolled a six and a 20. Uh oh. (laughs) So okay, okay, but (laughs) um, I I want to raise the stakes here, Jim. I want a red shirt. One of the junior officers with that. You want to, okay, so you want that complication to be one of the red shirts? Is are they are they dead? Are they incapacitated? Like how do you want to work it? We have a we ha- buried under rubble. <laughs> we we have a sheet for yeah. You know, I, the thing is, I like that we we have um, a role for injuries, right? True. So I think we, I'm going to go over there to page. Uh, let me grab it. That is. Uh, Page, I'm almost there. Uh, page 316. Um, and so I think that we're gonna go first of all, it's just where are you injured? It, it doesn't even talk about death because this is about the captain. We know we don't kill our main characters. So I think what I want to do, Jim, is I think it's 50 50 whether this person is hurt or killed, um, or but I think because we're in a holodeck, which tends to be safer, it's somewhat improbable this would happen. So if you roll one through seven, we redshirt them. Eight through 20, we roll on the injury table. Okay, that's fine. Sound good. Or we could do the probability 50-50 matrix, one to 10, they're dead, 11 to 20, they're injured. Right, but I, I, the reason I went to somewhat improbable, one yeah. to seven, they're dead, is because you're in the holodeck. And okay, I think there's safety protocols, Some usually, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I rolled a uh, eight. That's just on the border. So they're only injured. So on page 316, <laughs> why don't you write, write write where they're injured? Okay. They're injured in the head. Oh, wow. And then um, 
and, type of injury. It's a it's a puncture wound. <laughs> Whoops. Ooh, that's not good. Whack. Okay, that's a critical injury. So uh, so now we've got another ticking clock, right? So not not only are we trying to get Neelix to the to the asteroid on time, but now we've got an injured crew member who's got a you know piece of piece of wood stuck in their head and they're bleeding out and we need to get them to the sick bay but we can't well here but here's the thing you have a medical procedure that could solve this i think we leave since the captain is separated i think we make him key to having the medical procedure to save this character's life and we do what we did last episode and we create a ticking time bomb on how bad this injury is getting so my goal is to try to get to you as quick as possible to save this incident no <laughs> I, I feel like i want that new medical procedure to be saved for the the sentient machine okay. i wonder i wonder if we if we really get sci-fi here and, and combine them but then it, that gets into an ethical problem here because like maybe the only way to save the injured crew member is to put them in the sarcophagus and and merge them with the sentient uh the sentient machine <laughs> but i don't think the captain would make that would want to make that more more it's like i like this I mean, I like it too, but it's, ooh, it's, 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 it's squicky. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so far we have a junior officer injured in the head with a puncture wound. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's leave that round at that. Let's move on to scene four. Okay. Right. At this point. So we know there's a, this is a huh? rough act. <laughs> I know, but I'm thinking, remember where we, where last time we said, okay, does the character die? We would roll on highly improbable, then improbable. Some, we have that time yeah, tick. Yeah, yeah. I think we start that up again. Okay. Um, so starting this round, we have to always do the junior officer with yeah. injured and puncture wound. Um, are, are they okay? And go ahead and roll. Uh, so, so what do we decide? We're going one to... through eighteen is they're okay. Twelve, nineteen to twenty. All oh, right, we're no. going the opposite direction. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I rolled uh, uh, sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're, they're still alive. Yes, alive. Okay. Yeah. And this is a great example, folks, of um, of of uh, storytelling where Act One, Act Two, you know, introduce the situation, introduce the problem, and then make things worse. Keep piling on. Keep yes. making it worse. Give the heroes no out. <laughs> exactly. Pile on. Pile on. Pile on. Right. And then, and then you get to sit back and watch how they figure it out or not. <laughs> and I, should I, right. And should I do a, a, a reason plus medicine to see if I can move them? I have medicine for amazingly. So I'm obviously trained. Well, is the, is the junior officer on your side or my side? My side. So they your were, with, okay. that's when I remember I rolled up here that I was not injured, but the junior okay. officer was. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You had no injuries on yours. So, so right. I think I should roll a reason seven plus medicine four yep. to determine, right. So reason seven plus medicine four. Yeah, and make note that you're the one making that roll. Yeah, so I'll go faux femme here. So faux femme. Reason seven plus medicine four. Um, and determine if if I can actually move them. That's what I want to know. Can I get them up so that we can move around so that we can be viable as helping solve this problem? I rolled a three and a 13. So okay. yes. So uh, they can move around but well you know i like playing that it's going to be slow going we're not going to be doing any major hustling around in this new labyrinth that we're in what were you doing and oh would that be scene four and then scene five is what you're doing with your group um yeah okay so yeah i think i think if we were to go in and flesh this out 
it would be a bunch of business of your characters, you and um, Badal, like, can we move them mm-hmm. doing that business? Yeah, that, that's that's a good two to three minute scene. I think that works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And then back back to the captain, um, and and Neelix. Uh, I think. And one junior officer you have. And, and the and the and the meat shield. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, so right right now we know that this is intentional. Something aliens going on. I think it would be a deeper dive into like okay now I just need to keep researching it and doing the study bits. So this would probably be another uh, reason science uh, right. to try to to try to crack either to crack the language like what is this thing trying to tell me. Actually, I guess that would be it, right? Okay. Is mm-hmm. um, I know, like, I know it's changing. I know it's intentional. What's it trying to say? I think that would be the, yeah. the next logical, the next logical piece of it. Yep. So I don't know. I don't think orthodox mathematics is enough of a stretch. Is too much of a stretch here. So I would just go with um, just straight up reason science. So okay. that's, you know, reason science, reason ten, science four, uh, to attempt to crack the crack the code here. Um, if I needed to lean into a value, I would, but I don't think, I don't know if this is the place to do it. Or create a new value. Like I'd never leave a stone unturned. So like I could, I could use that to kind of like dig into the mystery here. Well, again, you're only going to use that if you need to re-roll or something like that, right? I'll I'll hold on. Okay. Okay. So I'll go ahead and roll here. Um, I rolled a four, so there's a success, but I rolled another 20. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Another complication. Let's use this complication. I'm going to let this one be random because I'm not sure what kind of complication I'd want to have here. So let's take it here. We got got an 11. Uh, Conflicting orders. Hmm. The situation is made more tense. When orders are received that make the crew have to decide between pursuing their stated mission goals or obeying their conscience. Hmm. I, I like this. You know why? Yeah. You right. obviously have cracked the code that you're dealing with something sentient. The crew, knowing that we have to make the mission for diplomacy is telling you that they could do a 100% shunt and purge of the holodeck computer system. Mm-hmm. But now you're dealing with a prime directive issue of a life form. Ooh, I like that. Like, 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 um, okay. The crew up on the bridge or whatever have figured out, okay, we can, we can fix this and get back on our mission. And, and I'm like, yeah, no, because if you do that, we're gonna we're gonna kill the sentient life form that's trying to do like I don't know what they're trying to do, but the message is this thing needs help. Ooh, what a great moral and level. and Neelix, but 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 Captain, we have to get to the asteroid. We're talking about one life form versus a diplomatic engagement that could save Ooh. hundreds of worlds or Ooh. dozens of worlds in a star system. That, that's how I would write that. So we don't have to get into it because we know what right. Neelix, would, Neelix would understand. Like, I understand your dilemma, but we're talking about millions of people on planet ZZ2 if we do not get these people together. And I am key to getting there. Uh-huh. I, you know, I can see some uh, I can see some back and forth here where the captain's like, no, Bridge, don't do it. And then Neelix could even uh, show a backbone and say, like, no, I'm going to invoke my diplomatic, uh, my diplomatic powers and say, you are going to do this because I need to get to that asteroid and I outrank you. 
And the captain's like, uh, wait, no, you don't. <laughs> this is my ship. Oh, good argument. And I love the junior officer witnessing all this. Like, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, yeah. Harkens to, it harkens back to the original series, right? Where uh, Kirk always had some uh, some ambassador or diplomat or somebody pissy on the ship saying, oh, no, I'm the I'm the regional director or whatever. Right. You're going to do this. And Kirk was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and, and to make it even better, I would make the junior officer kiss up to higher rank. So they go with they go with Neelix too. Like, well, according to regulation chapter because they want to kiss up for their career. Oh, that's dirty. I know. <laughs> okay. but, but why not get a jerk in the middle of all this, right? Yeah, why not? I, I love jerks. Jerks make sense. Okay, so that was act. Which, this is great. That was an amazing act one scene five. Wow. Right? But what a conflict at this yeah. point. Oh, this is getting good. Okay. So I, you know how usually I... And, I, I probably should. I got to stick to form. I always say at the end of act uh, one, scene five, we should roll additional problems. I think we should stick to that. Don't you? Well, also, don't we need to roll to see if your um, your injured officer um, oh, yeah. makes it? Or, or are we going to skip to the next scene where you're appearing? Uh, yeah, I think we should wait till the scene I'm appearing. Okay. Yeah, okay. let's do that. But but I, I think you, you rolled a 20, but... I. Again, I hate to do this, but I want to make it worse, Jim. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you want? Another? You want a threat threat I, spend or a complication? Yep. I want I want threat spin. So I'm going to go back to the threat table again, and that puts us on page uh, that puts us on page 278, and I want to do two more threat spins. Two more? Okay. So you want you want two random threat spins? Yep. Okay. The first one is going to be uh, a gravity. Good. And what, <laughs> Great. And what, <laughs> I love it. Um, an unknown and invisible source of dangerously intense gravity. Well, that fits right in with our gravimetric uh, distortion. So, and that makes sense. Things are now getting worse. This 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 sentient life this uh, AI life form is trapped. The transformation is trying to happen. It can't happen. So the gravimetric distortions are getting worse. Well, remember we keep having a problem with comms. Remember that was set up at right. the beginning. So, yeah. so what if when the entity hears that they're thinking about purging the holodeck computer they increase across the entire ship except the holodeck uh -huh. the the graph plates and everyone is now pinned and in danger of being crushed everywhere else in the ship okay because it's that. defending itself yeah okay oh and, and this this harkens back to the to the dilemma in act one scene five where where the captain's like or, or the crew says hey we can back out of this if we do a, a complete shutdown and restart and Neelix says, yeah, yeah, do that. And the captain's like, no, don't do that because then we're going to lose this life form. And then the consequences of that is now things are getting worse. And now the ship is in real gravimetric distress where people are getting stuck. I, I like that. I think the timing would have to be Neelix invoke the little punk junior officer telling Neelix, well, actually you can invoke this as an ambassador on a special mission. You actually have a, you actually have command authority. Neelix says, yes, command authority, da, da, da. The computer then, the AI, the sentient machine, shuts off comms, so the people on the bridge start enacting the last order they heard, oh, no. and all of a sudden, they all get slammed and pinned to the ground. Yeah, yeah. I'm good uh, with that. Oh, this is good. I'm good with that. <laughs> and it, So write that down, and then you're going to love the second threat spend. I, I rolled it while we were talking. Oh, my God. Well. Um, but I'll wait for you to write, write that bit down. Um, uh, go ahead. Uh, so the second one is a uh, psionic incident. Mm. And it's a telepathic distress signal. Okay. How are we going to transform this? Because we did telepathy in the last two episodes. So how are we going to transform this to be different? 
I, I, I well, um, could that be the King Tut? Could we just say it's like holographic instead, as opposed to telegraphic, telepathic? It, it could be holographic. It, it could be the uh, it could be the the hieroglyphics on. It could be the murals and the hieroglyphics on the walls changing. Yep. So it's not necessarily tel- telepathic. It's 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 actually the 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 sentient AI, you know, showing a movie basically on the on the wall, like you know, please help, basically. Yep. Yeah. In, okay. in pictographs or something. So that's Love it. alien and cool as opposed to just like words or something. Love that. Okay. So yeah, that gets that gets us away from the psionic a little bit. Yeah, I like that. We, we, I, we've hit that a couple times now. Correct. Okay, cool. So so then um we end up in act one, two season scene one. We don't we're not aware that the people are being crushed yet. I'm thinking coming into because we're having two. comms problems, yeah. Right. The the and the, the compute the sentient machine is behind the comms problems too. Right. Um, so let's start with junior officer, injured in head, puncture wound. Are they okay? This time we're rolling ro- rolling on probable. Uh-oh. All right. So now wait, probable or 50-50? Well, we did highly probable to start if they're oh, okay. Oh, that now we're done with probable. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I rolled a 14. Oh, <laughs> they're just hanging on. <laughs> okay so this is my character now so uh so in this one we have no comms i'm gonna suggest right we have no comms communication between us correct we're or in the course. we're in the we're in the ancient egypt we're all in the um, dark yeah. yeah uh and so my action with is with with uh bamal who is of course you know, we're in a maze. We're we're trying to find our way. We want to reveal secrets. Um, are we aware that this is a sentient life form? So are we making the same deduction as the captain? Oh, great question. Um, I, I would say that it would be, well, uh, go back a little bit. When did, when were we in touch? Did we have the ability to talk about that before communications went out? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. You told us right before. Okay. You said it's intentional. So now we have to figure it out and work it, but from both ends. Right. But you don't know that it's a sentient. You don't know it's sentient. I know it's sentient, but you don't. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I'll put, can we figure out? Yes. This will be you and, and your, uh, you and uh, the, the Romulan. Yeah, so I'll go reason plus, um, for me, this would be science. Yeah. Right? Yep. And the total on this one for me, reason is seven and science is two. I love that I gave her a a low reason and made her high on control and insight. Uh, She's more gutsy of a character as opposed to brainy. So uh, I have to to beat seven plus two right now. So nine, I got one success. So, yep. So based off what we have, we're looking at some hieroglyphics on our end. And I basically turn to Bamal and say, we're dealing with something sentient here. We're going to need to put our heads together and figure this out. Mm-hmm. We're in the computer. Is this someone communicating to us through the computer? And I think our investigation is going to be just that is, is trying to figure out who's behind trying to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. But that'll happen in future acts. Okay. In that future scene. So we go back to you, act scene, uh, scene two at this point. You and Neelix are not liking each other, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your next 
uh, step here? Uh, let's see. So the well now okay so now we can't we can't talk to the bridge so i mean obviously neelix and i are having a, a difference of opinion but it's academic at this point because we can't communicate with the bridge uh -huh. um I, I might be a little annoyed with the junior officer but there's not really anything to be done with that at the moment <laughs> we're um, calling him mr shields since you called him meat shield i'm calling him mr shields Instant shields. I love it. M shields. Okay. Um, well, so so it's 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 looking at the telepathic uh, holographic uh, murals changing, mm -hmm. and 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 probably trying to understand the story that's being shown here. It's probably a series Ooh, of pictographs, nice. right, that are being displayed in in a, in a repeating pattern. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, looking at that, okay, what what is this alien species trying to say? Because it's probably some blend of ancient Egypt and alien. Can the can the captain figure out what's the message here? I, I love that. And if you do that. I think we then roll on the creature's traits, goals, tactics. Oh, hey, that's a great idea. Only if you succeed, though, in this role. Uh, so what attribute and discipline are you applying to trying to figure out? I'd say this is probably insight. Mm -hmm. Insight in science, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yes, that's, a, that's 14. Um, again, none of the focuses really fit here. So the straight up 14. Um, I rolled a um, a six and eleven, so success with momentum. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, do. I want the moment. Do I want to spend the momentum, or do I want to hold on to it mm, for an advantage? Maybe. Um, I, f I feel like I want to do something to help you with that injured crew member. No, let me let me go at it alone. Let you do it because okay. you're, you're not aware. So so. You're not aware they're injured. So I think that's cool. I mean, we have the advantage, the momentum roll table too, if you remember on yeah. page 275. Yeah, let me go ahead and roll on that. So I rolled a, uh, a 15, so that's a refuge. Oh. And uh, then I have to roll another one. <laughs> what? What? Well, sure, why not? Why not? Uh, I, I think uh, uh, I, I can hear Aaron's eye twitching. Uh, I rolled a 20. So temporal dilation buys <laughs> you time. Oh. So, so not only is this a gravimetric distortion, it's also it's, we're now we're getting into temporal distortions here Ooh. along with the, uh, <gasps> along with the subspace stuff. Wait, does it actually send you back to real Egypt to solve this? <laughs> I mean, we're on the holodeck why not <laughs> but using the information the computer the sentient machine can it actually send you back to real egypt oh that'd be messed up dude but think about this think about this build-up in act two scene two where all of our characters are all of a sudden thrust out of the pyramid and we're like this is beyond the programming way beyond <laughs> yeah sure let's do it we okay. got the budget. We can do it. We got the budget. We have no budget. Our budget, our budget is limitless. It communicates through this. We, I mean, gravity and time, right? They're interrelated, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, wow. I mean, this is almost an act two, scene five ending, but... Mm -hmm. How are you knowing you get refuge? Temporal dilation buys you time. In this case, it could buy you a clue. Well, you know, this is a you know what, this is an advantage. We could we could just take this chunk and bank it to the end of Act Two. 
um, and, and do some other stuff leading up to it. Okay. Okay. I like this. I like that. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to happen right in this moment. We can, we can, we can move it to the end of the act. I love that. Cause that's such a dramatic scene. I mean, that's just, to me, it's so, uh, Stargate. So if we push that down a little bit, then what's happening here is the captain is, is, is studying the, the murals and starting to get a gist of the story yes. of, Oh, wait a minute. This, this, this entity is a sentient entity. And it was in its like chrysalis form, getting ready to transform from one one state of being into another state of being, and just us cruising on the way to uh, to to the uh, uh, Talaxian asteroid using our quantum slipstream drive. Our quantum slipstream drive interfered with their subspace transformation, you know, techno babble. And um, caused all this, all this shenanigans, right? So and it could only communicate. It's it's the quantum slipstream drive that that is able to 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 cause this whole catalyst thing to happen. Yeah, and it, and it could only establish communication with the hol- using the holodeck computers, using its cybersecurity systems that hacked into our systems, and defeated our systems, hacked into the holodeck. And that's that's where we're going to pick up with you because you've got to figure that piece of it out. Yeah, so it's trying to figure us out as much as we are trying. As much as we are trying, yeah, trying <laughs> to figure it out with the bridge being Egypt, being ancient yeah. Egyptian religious traditions. So this is an episode where we'd be keeping Doctor Aaron up late at night. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Doctor Aaron. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> I like I like this. So, so I, this you know, and you know how I picture this while you and Neelix are arguing like vehemently, like just arguing, going at it. The junior officers wait look the hieroglyphics and as you all turn to look they start changing and you start tracing with your finger the story Mm -hmm. all everything you just said it's transforming and growing and it's like wait a second what's going on here right i love this i love this And, and you probably would know hieroglyphics about death rebirth transformation so it'd be cool if you if i was a writer for the show i would do my research and i would find all those matching hieroglyphics yep but they they look just a little different. They don't look right because it's, it's got that alien spin to yes. them. So that's, that's that's the that's the cool part. Yeah, uh, that's heck of cool. Oh my god. Okay, this is getting really good. <laughs> so then, yeah, Act Two, Scene Three, back to you. Yep, Act Two, Scene Three. Let's, let's check now. You're now you're you're yeah. uh, oh, you're. Uh, so now we are on somewhat probable. I think we are going to lose this person. I just got to tell you, I just don't feel good about this. Oh, not another casualty. I know. Okay, so one to 12, 13 to twenty. Um, uh, 18, they have, uh, they have expired. Oh my goodness. Major. Sorry. I take death very seriously. Oh, <laughs> Life no. is sacred. That... Life is sacred, even in a game. So how did, well, yeah, that's a great question. So how does that impact you yeah. and the Romulan? Like here you are, what, what were you doing uh, before this? You were, um, we were trying to figure out if this thing's sentient. Yeah. And you're figuring out that it's sentient. And then the next logical step would be to you to realize this is a, this is a hack. This is a cybersecurity issue. It's not just that they're sentient. There's also something else going on here. But yeah. as you're starting to work on that, the the Romulan says, uh, "Commander, uh, you better come over here." And then the 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 um the body has a you know you just either they just expire or you get that little dramatic moment of uh, yeah of uh, of them dying. Oh, man, so can 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 I try to revive them? Sure. Right. I have yeah. medicine four. 
they're dying. They're so maybe dead. my action this time is, you know, and 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 if I was a writer for this, I would actually make this a time to get into the subject of the loss as a refugee that mm-hmm. Bamal had and how on a ship they were often like this. They didn't have full medical facilities, that mm-hmm. it's something he got used to, that he closed himself off about it. You know, like I would actually get into this character even more because we know that at some point there's going to sabotage. And I would write a connection between we can't let AI do this to us. This AI just killed your, this junior officer. A sentient machine just killed them without uh-huh. conscience. Mm-hmm. But it was just a reaction. We know it was an accident, but but I'm going to see if I can revive this character. Um, again, I'm using at this point, I think I should be using daring plus medicine, right? Yeah. yeah I'm, almost, I'm almost wondering, did we have a... Um... Not that your character would necessarily know, but did we put in a, a mechanic into Captain's Log for um, uh, like opportunity costs, like like gear? Because I'm almost wondering, is like we're in a we're in an ancient Egyptian tomb. There there could be like a medicine bundle <laughs> or something here Let's that you roll it. recognize, and you're like, hey, maybe we maybe you know maybe just arbitrarily add a threat. I think it's I, I think we should roll it, but because it's me and you're you're the Egyptologist, your character, I think it's improbable that i would recognize something like that so go ahead and roll let's see because i could say that he talked i've done this larp before with him and last time he showed me a medicine bundle but improbable what do you get that works all right i'm flipping to the improbable hang on a second uh so improbable zero one to five six to twenty uh well i rolled a 15 so you weren't paying attention during that session (laughs) (laughs) okay so let me just go for a straight revive i'm rolling five and 19 so 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 yes, I yeah. revive for one round. It means well, that we revive or stabilize. How about stabilize? Yeah, I like that. Stabilize. They're, they're not going to die, but uh, they still need to get to sick bay. Yeah, and you know I like that because it keep it actually keeps me from having to uh, solve the problem. I'm focused on now healing somebody and mm-hmm. and getting to know this character. Um, as that will play toward the end of act at the end of act two, scene five, we would have figured he's going to start freaking out and having that crisis conscience well yeah and so so tied into that then is this an opportunity in this scene while you are busy um reviving the 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 injured party is this a chance for the romulan to maybe make a role to try to identify what is this program right like it's yeah it's, it's sentient but like what is it yeah he's an intelligent they're an intelligence officer so i think so 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 should we do a 50 50 on that uh yeah yeah because they don't need stats so we, yeah. we just do a, just a straight up 50 50 roll here and i rolled a uh a nine so yep. was, whatever the question is it's a yes yeah so to figure out that um to big, basically figure out how this thing is communicating through hieroglyphics right mm-hmm. i think it's badal isn't it yeah uh-huh. oh yeah badal figure out how this thing's communicating so you're like you're getting your hands dirty you know stabilizing the the officer mm-hmm. um and in the meantime badal's picked up the well picked up the tricorder i guess and uh, yeah and is um is um looking at the at the at the at the at the, at the readings it's like uh commander i think this is a you know bloody bloody sentient um cyber program of some sort and I like this because while your captain is fascinated and trying to make first contact, 
Mm-hmm. But Dahl is going to start going to, we need to destroy this and get out of here. We have a life on, st- on the line. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the whole ship is already life on the line. And we don't even know that right now. They're being crushed to death slowly. Right. Right. Okay. This is a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Scene four. Okay. Back to Captain Neelix and one junior. I love that we're playing in different scenes. This is the first time we've done that. This is yeah, cool. This is cool. Yeah. Uh, so we're banking that bit until the end of the act. Um, mm-hmm. So where are we? We're so you were you're you you're establishing communication with this thing. You you're figuring out how to read it. We got to figure out if you know how to input information to it. Right. So I'm I'm reading what they're saying now. Can I communicate with them? How would yep. I do that? I would have to. I would either have to change the hieroglyphs so that they understand that I'm receiving the message. Um. Is there a, is there another way I could do it? Um, Are there tools that you would need to interface and create hieroglyphics like clay and tapping and. Yeah, I could pull up a, I could pull up a tablet and a stylus and, uh, and try writing, but because I don't know their language, do I, do, am I able to intuit enough of the language, the change language that they did the com the combined language? Um, can I, I have to figure out, can I, can I understand enough of that, that I can get a message across to them? um so that, have, that's what that's what's a shot yeah and you have diplomacy too i do have a, i do have diplomacy right so um right. Well, i think i think the first the first task maybe the diplomacy comes in act three the first task is can i communicate with them right they yeah. can communicate with me and i'm and i'm getting it with the pictographs can i use my tricorder to to project images tricorder you're in the higher you're in the holodeck right, right. and you were larping as as egyptologists right, screw that yeah. well then how, how did you guys figure it out how the how it's a cybersecurity thing i guess you're just looking at it yeah, we were we, yeah we're gonna have to still figure we know it's we know it's information mm-hmm. and the holodeck is mal. we're viewing it as a holodeck malfunction yeah you're right you're viewing it as a sentient right okay and, so yeah. you know i'm literally picking up a stylus and a tablet <laughs> writing hoping i can get a message across so that's going to be uh that's going to be reason or insight, which one? Reason? Okay. Reason science yeah. again, I guess. Reason um, and plus. And again, no, no focus here is in that because this isn't specifically religious traditions. Correct. Um, although, I, you know, I guess it could be because it's all about rebirth and uh, um, regeneration. Mm, mm-hmm. and maybe, some, maybe some of the pictographs are oriented toward yes the religious religious practices. So if you're okay with that. I'd yeah, no, I think totally. I think that's the whole basis of this episode okay. is that you're using that as the language to yeah, communicate okay, so yeah 14 with a focus then um i rolled a two and a 12 so that's a, nice. a, a success with the with the uh momentum yeah and um i uh think do i want to just create a advantage we haven't actually rolled an advantage yet in this episode that's true you haven't maybe i'll do that where's okay that's on two seven two sixty something uh-huh you're on page two sixty eight 268 here we go so advantage let's let's try that let's see what see what we get here i rolled a six that is a uh, helpful species primitive hmm <gasps> oh my god that's perfect we're taking you back in time already we said we're yes. taking you back to you, you oh you my go. goodness <laughs> the helpful species is human <laughs> and they're primitive at least they're primitive at least by our standards right oh my goodness time, but primitive by our standards so we bank until the end of act two Yep, and we're along the- with the other one. Oh, this is this is scary, wonderful. So, so yes, I am communicating with them, saying yes. Here's what we need to do, or yes, you know, message received. I'm understanding it, 
And I guess the alien species is able to create that temporal dilation. Yes. Because they realize that, okay, situation's bad here in the, in the, in the current era. So we're going to go back in time <laughs> to, to where we can probably figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. This is okay. amazing. I mean, I, I just think like uh, this episode should just be called like Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. no, okay we can, we, can, we can find something appropriately egyptian yes okay so so now we're at the point of we're going to go back i stabilize the person didn't die i was able to stabilize them so now it's 50 50 if i if they're going to survive through this round this is scary this poor this poor well, do you stabilize them though so would you bump it back up or are they just <sighs> stabilizes and not dead yeah exactly they're not dead but it's still getting worse we're That's not right. in sick bay yet, right? Okay. I'm and I, I, I'm, I'm actually starting to feel that my job for this character in Act Three is to try to get us to sick bay or to get us out of here. That's all. I'm, that's all my character would be obsessed with at this point. I could care less about these hieroglyphics, um, but I need to at some point catch that Badal is trying to sabotage. I, I just need to keep a, a side eye on this person. Yeah, so okay. somewhere in here, some somewhere in here, we have to connect, and, and so that the captain can explain what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and Badal can say, wait, we don't want that to happen. Well, I actually think end of scene five, when the door, when, when, when you're all transported back in time and the yeah. doors open to ancient Egypt, we both there walk out of our different cha- antechambers. Yep. We yep. walk out of those and we see each other and I'm like, captain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, would, would we all look, would we, would we all look human? Would we, would we go back in time and kind of transform into human shapes, assuming that we're actually because like an Anar and a and a Talaxian would not look right. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay because as we know, the Egyptian pantheons took on different heads of different animals. Good point. Oh, look at you! I'd look like a guinea pig, and you look like a snail, I guess. Oh man, that's crazy. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm good with that. Let's do it. Right, right. Okay, <laughs> okay. So so. Okay, injured puncture. Are they okay? 50, 50, roll on the 50 50 if they die at this point or if they're still. I rolled a six. So they're, okay. they're okay. They're hanging on. Okay. And I'm going to say, just for the sake of how the game actually plays with injuries most of the time, if this person dies again, done deal, unless we have Egyptian ancient medics who are there who can actually <laughs> save them. We'll talk about that later. Right. Oh, you know, a puncture in the moon in the head. That's nothing. That's no big deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. They were extracting heart, brains out of an entire nose. So that or out of a little nose hole. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so we're at the, so they're alive. We know now at scene five, um, we need to decide, we need to make a decision um, that I have a moment's respite to be with the Romulan and that I think that they're going to be like, the holodeck is malfunctioning. I think we need to destroy what's going on. We need to do something and stop what's going on here because the computer's out of, well, I, I thought you thought it might be sentient. No, there's no way to really know that. And if it is, believe me, we really need to destroy it. Mm-hmm. So I need to have an argument with them as to whether we should destroy it or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And with, and, and them armed with the, the facts as it is, is that the captain told us it's sentient. And it appears to be a cyber attack on our system. So clearly it's a threat. Yes. So, so I think I should at this point be using presence plus command to try to calm, calm them down. Uh huh. Right. So I'm going to go presence um, nine being like, well, let's slow down a little bit. What do you mean? Slow down. Someone's dying here. Uh, commander. Right. So I'm going presence plus, uh, 
uh, what did I say? Command three. And I don't have any applicable skills at this point. Um, yeah, my Xeno cybersecurity is not kicking in yet because I'm. This is just more of an argument. And if I fail, then we, I'm going to start working with them to destroy what's going on with this computer to get us out. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just tell say my my character is going to believe them and start working with them until I have some other turning point, which is meeting you at the end of this act. So so let's see what happens. Okay, I rolled a seventeen and a six. So, so based off of that, um, I order them to stand down. So we're having our own confrontation now. Yep. At this and then, point. And then as that argument gets to a head and, and, and they're kind of ready to stand down, that's when everything shifts and changes. And all of a sudden, end of act two, we're in, we're in actual ancient Egypt. Yeah. The, the doors open up. We're 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 dressed in our LARPing costumes. But <laughs> oh, think oh, that's true. We're like 18th century, right? Yeah, but now 19th it's century. Yeah, now it's for you know we're in 18th, 18th century garb, but now we're in ancient Egypt. Um, 19th century garb, right? It would be 19th century. 19th or, century. Yeah, 19th century. Um, garb and what's happening in the tomb? It's probably before, probably before Tut's brought in was that 2500 approximately oh 2500 like, bc it was it was the 1800s bc i don't have any I'd, I'd have to google for an exact date okay let's not, yeah let's go eight, let's go 1800s bc yeah e, bc it, that's not quite right but I, i'll find i'll find the actual date later yeah that's fine if i were okay. writing this as a screenplay i would do the research exactly okay so walk out and so then i just see crowds of people as we come out of these anti-chambers, there's probably some sort of religious ceremonies going on because we decided. Oh, maybe that. maybe it's maybe it's the burial. Maybe it's, it's maybe maybe they're on the way to bring Tut in, and, uh, and, oh. and we're coming out as they're getting ready to come in with uh, with with uh, with with Tut and company, right? So oh. so we 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 come we we're back in time, and maybe the tomb is largely empty because they haven't brought all this stuff in yet. They're gonna try to bury us with them. <laughs> they're like no no i don't think so i think we're coming out as they're going in they're like whoa wait a minute the gods are coming out what's happening here okay wow okay this is such a good scene okay we got it yeah. you know we got to roll two more threats it's yes. the end of that scene five yes, so absolutely. so this is a different kind of threat though i want to say this is a different kind of threat jim i almost feel i almost want to chat gpt this again like give me 20 random horrible things I don't know. That's too, that's too technical. I don't think ChatGPT could do that. So should we just roll on the complication table or the threat table? Well, I'm, I'm thinking, so the, the threats are going to be related to ancient Egypt, right? Yeah, exactly. Into the burial. Into the religious practices. We can, we can create them ourselves. Like we can say one of the threats is captured, surrounded with a bunch of people by spears, you know, and arrows. I'm just trying to think of a way we could use chat GPT, not necessarily to create 20. It could, it could, we could have it create 10 and then just play with the. Um, okay. I'm going to say create a table of random table of 10, 10 uh, dangerous situations that could occur. Watch this during an Egyptian 
ancient yeah. Egyptian burial. Yeah, an ancient. <laughs> let's see what happens. Egyptian. Let's test GPT here. Let's see what. It, let's oh, we are totally trying it. Uh, Egyptian burial ritual. Yeah. Let's see what this AI's got. <laughs> okay, create a table of ten dangerous things that could occur during an ancient Egyptian burial ritual for King Tut. Right? Yeah, if you want to get really specific, sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go for it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> roll one. Let's just roll one. We see it here. Dude, this is not healthy. <laughs> roll, roll one. Just we oh know that God. we're dividing right. by uh, I'm I'm rolling a 16, so that would be uh, uh let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, three, four, five, six. So disease outbreak. <laughs> Exposure to ancient pathogens or bacteria that might still be present in the tomb. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love it. Okay. So so remember, this could also be an interpretive threat from the from the um uh AI symbolic. So as the it opens, there's no reason why it could not interpret a plague of some sort coming out. I mean, we talk about plague of locusts, you know, we know the 10 plagues of Egypt, right? A plague could come out and start harming them, which increases the threat level. That this is actually happening back in time, and this could, could crush the Federation if it goes through, because humanity could end up dying. Right? So we could we could create that element. Sure. Right. So so I I say we just let it be bad, and in Act Three we undo all the bad. That's okay. our job, right? And the should, second one. Do we roll a third one? Want, second. Yeah. Do you want the second one to be off the same table, or do you want something different? I could roll what kind of disease would exist back then. Or or do or do we want a threat related to what's happening to the ship in terms of like the like what's happening to the crew I, I like while that. all this is happening? Yep. Yep. Let's go back to page. Um, I like that. Let's go back to page 278 and decide what that is. So you want a random threat spend here? Yeah. Okay. So a random one is gonna be um uh a ship in distress. Ooh, perfect. Uh, which is, you know is us <laughs> right and the the issue is um uh-oh uh-oh life support well, failing yes that makes sense yeah it sure does so not only are we all are is the crew all squashed to the floor <laughs> and having difficulty moving oh but now life support's failing because the ship is under terrific gravimetric distress and it's starting to come apart at the seams and we just don't realize it because oh actually we don't realize it because now we're in ancient egypt <laughs> <laughs> this is such a scary episode. I'm sorry. I'm tra I'm traumatized. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're completely out of touch with the rest of the ship, so we don't know what's happening. We just know all of a sudden we're in ancient Egypt, and we okay. just the plague on the ancient Egyptians. Man, so so really, this is great. So we're we're shocked. We're just totally flabbergasted. We're gonna have to figure out if this is real. But let's first say we're reunited in ancient mm -hmm. Egypt. Yep. Um, or, or or in ancient Egypt analog right because it's ancient egypt but it's also this alien correct so we need to i think at this point we need to decide how the alien appears now that it took us back in time how does it appear and then roll on its motivations right yeah so this is the time to do it things are really bad we're in a really bad situation people so this is where we start rolling allies and adversaries so so we have to figure out what form it appears in first right mm -hmm. yep what what form does sentient machine appear in? It could be a structure. It could be a person. What do you think? Should we roll on the life form tables? Yeah. 
Okay, so so Paige, uh, you think we should start at uh, two eighty two eighty six? Yep, two eighty six. So, uh, yeah, under life form origins. Well, we know it's this. We know it's a go up to the top of the thing. It was a. It's not. It's a sentient something, right? It's a a sentient machine. A sentient machine, right? So we know it's a machine. Um, right. but we want more detail here, right? So is it, do we want to roll on the life form? Or, I mean, we, life form origin, I, I feel like we know it's a machine. You're right. You're right. But, but we should really try to figure out, let's, let's just go to its motives then. Let's go straight to tactics and all that stuff. What do you think? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, so that's on uh, 284. We're going to start with 284. Yeah. Traits. Traits. Cultural traits is, um, six. That's exploration. Ooh. Um, and then its goals is earn someone's respect. Do you like that one? Um, oh, maybe earn ours? Earn our respect? Yeah, like like to recognize that it's a sentient and we need to help it through the process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, right. Tactics. Well, I think we kind of already identified its tactics as using... Um, well, so... It wants to protect secrets, but actually, I think it's actually revealing secrets because it's it's showing us what ha- what it needs in order to. I like I like that. Let's just go with that. Revealing secrets, okay? Yeah, to th- try to like establish a dialogue, right? Yeah. Okay, I I like that a lot. So, why did it bring us back in time? Um, it's to establish a dialogue, but why did it have to bring us here? I think I think I think it's because the ship is a wreck. And and the ship doesn't the, the technology of the ship's not going to be able to help, right? So yeah. there's got to there's got to be some sort of ancient Egyptian ritual that the captain can perform to release the 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 life form from its chrysalis state so that it can actually finish the transformation. Like okay. like I, like we were saying, it it got it's stuck in the it's stuck in the matrix of the holodeck, so oh. it's pulled it pushed us back to the ancient Egypt. So that I can get the proper tools. Um, I like that. Copper, maybe copper is the key. Like I can grab something from the priest, and the priest is like WTF. <laughs> I grab yeah. it, and then we whisk back to the real time. Okay, so before we get there, then we have to do the chase scene, right? <laughs> we have so so first we have to figure out are are the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians, going to chase us? Yeah. Are they going to try to capture us? Well, gosh, the poor ancient Egyptians. We we just we we, we not only did we walk out of the tomb <laughs> looking like we look mm-hmm. looking like aliens or or gods, then we dropped the plague on them. Yeah, so they're probably scattered to the four winds, right? They're running mm-hmm. away, dropping all their stuff and running. Some of the soldiers might stop and fight though. Um, yes. So maybe maybe right. we're maybe the captain knows that they have to grab, you know, a couple specific props or MacGuffins, but while while I'm grabbing those MacGuffins, um we gotta dodge arrows. <laughs> okay. So 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 at so at some point as we exit then it seems to me like the hieroglyphics spread out under the feet our feet mm-hmm. and indicate to you certain popular religious sites that we need to go to to collect special items and get back to the temple. Yeah, I'm just thinking we're in Act Three. So if we if we start going on a on a on a 
scenic tour to get different uh, fetch quests. It has to be. Time. It almost like imagine if the plague separates the crowd, right? Yeah. A lot of people land out, spreads the crowd out, and all of a sudden the ground through cybernetic. Now we're clear that this is binary, that this is cybernetic just because the way it spreads out, mm-hmm. that it starts creating a path to where we need to go. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden we have Bamal, the Romulan thinking, Badal, the Romulan thinking like, okay, I don't know what's going on here, but we're going to have to destroy this thing while you're saying this is our clue to getting out of here. Right. That that works for me. I like right? that. So so we have to grab a special item or get to a location to to solve a clue. Mm-hmm. Again, if we were writing in the writer's room, we'd figure this all out. But for right now, we're just create, creating what the conflict type tension is. Um, so I think at this point, you would have to roll. We I think we should roll to keep from getting captured, though, to run along this path, don't you think? Well, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's being captured. I think I think we have to roll to keep from getting shot. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but 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 I'm liking your your argument though is is that the captain and Badar get into the argument, and then the commander's got to choose sides here, right? Because uh, so to speak, because the captain's like, no, we've got to do this thing because of the thing, and Badar's like, no, this is an evil a even evil AI that's trying to hack our system and destroy us that's the that's the dilemma yeah Where, where's the commander fall into that who's he going to go with who, who are they going to go with confused because i i think you know i need i need to do a xeno cyber security role on this mm-hmm. to determine if i even have the capability to destroy it yeah i'd want to know that yeah right can't could could i could i hack this thing because you've already established that you can communicate which means give computer input and now I need to start figuring out, okay, if worse comes to worse, can I do this? Right. I'm having the crisis of conscience now. You're having the crisis of conscience. And Badal is the impetus to me have that crisis of conscience. Okay. Uh, that works for me. Right. That's the devil on my shoulder in a sense. So, so yeah. I think first, can I, th- do I think I could program a destruct code if I think yeah. this is getting really bad? Yep. That's going to be daring. No, that's going to be control, which is 11 plus engineering which is one or science two i think engineering one right mm-hmm. i'm actually gonna have to go science two because otherwise i don't have a chance for a double roll even though i have a um uh focus so here's rolling for that i have to beat 13 17 and three three <laughs> so i can i think i think if i need to i can destroy this virus Mm-hmm. right because i'm into learning alien computer languages and i'm starting to understand this now that you told me this i can start decoding decrypting mm-hmm. okay i'm keeping that in the back and i give badala look like we may have to take this out to save humanity i'm doubting that we're still back in time i don't know how we're going to prove we're still back in time though right and then and then if we destroy the virus we save humanity but we kill the sentient life form can you uh, convince me that we're back in time? That's the thing. Can I convince you of that? Um, yeah, because I'm not, I, I'm still, we're in a holodeck. This is a little too far-fetched. And I'm, and, and I, I'm like, Captain, we're not in a hall. We're in the holodeck, Captain. There's no way we got cast back to ancient Egypt and Earth. I, I, would, you, would you just make that a probability or would you make that an imposed role? I would impose it. How good do you know? How how can you point out stuff to convince me? 
Wouldn't that be you trying to convince me? Like a presence plus presence science. Yeah. You gotta leaning into the leaning into the into the focus to say, look, this is this is real. This is here's how we know it's real. Look at this and this and this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you would oppose that oppose that with um, uh, no no there's no oppose you either succeed or you don't oh i just roll yeah okay yeah so, yeah. so, so president science is uh is a 11 11 and 4 so that's 15 yeah um and i rolled two fives <laughs> okay so plus one moan yeah yeah okay so this is good because i want to go back to what we saved remember we saved the temporal dilation buys you time which yeah. it really does now. We know our ship is... In fact, this is great. If you think about it, if I was writing the scene, by the end of Act uh, 5, our people are on the verge of death. Life support's happening, but being cast back in time buys you time. Right. Now, we also know banking, at, we have the helpful pr- species, the primitive human. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to do some diplomacy. And I think key to solving this is an ancient human actually helping us. Maybe even King Tut himself. I don't know. He's dead. You say he's dead. So well, he's dead. So I think I think he's gonna be like the high priest or something. Yeah. Who uh, who if I can make a diplomacy role, I can explain to them what I need, and and they and they can maybe that's the advantage is that they're helpful a helpful species. So they would they could they could give me a hand in helping. helping. That's right. That's right. Yeah. In fact, in fact, on the, there's a friendly alien encounter table. It's an alien to you because you're Anar and I am. Yeah. What page is that on? Page 276 has a friendly alien encounter table. 276. Okay. So you so could roll that with your momentum. So this, this would probably be scene three then, right? So scene two was me convincing you that this is real. And yep, 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 yep. You need, to, you need to not destroy this virus <laughs> because yep. we need it. Um, and if, we, if we're successful, it won't matter anyway because we're going to go back forward in time and the, the, the virus won't actually have mattered. Exactly. Um, so and now... Act three, scene three is going to be the captain making the, um, uh, the diplomacy attempt. However, we need to go back a bit. I think um, act three, scene one. Do we need to roll to see if you're? Uh, I do. You're right. I need to do that right here in scene two, actually, because I did last. I did it here. We did there. So, so act three, scene one. Oh, you're right. I need to do it because we're together now, right? Yep. So I need to do it here. So, so now this is going to be somewhat improbable now. Okay, so that's what one to yeah this really was, yeah. I, I hope they live because this is going to be sad yeah this so is going to really push them all over the edge but all over the edge we're somewhat improbable now right yeah okay so i rolled a four <gasps> still hanging on <laughs> this is incredible this is incredible i really is i, I expect this person to die at any moment Irk. oh Irk. my god okay so do we do we have to roll that again at the end of scene two uh to you. yeah uh, although i wonder you know do you do you want to have a potential out here like could one of the ancient egyptians yes see, see the NPC and say hey hey that dude's not looking so good can i help you with that <laughs> yeah so so i think what uh, you know what let's roll act three scene two i'm gonna write roll it one more time right because here's the okay. thing they can die and still be triaged right or you know um still be safe so again jim at the end of scene two uh-huh. Before you actually make the diplomatic move, let's okay. check. And this time it's improbable. Roll D20. Wait, didn't we just? We did oh, somewhat you're, you're improbable. Sorry, I, I, I see. You, you cut and pasted. I see what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I rolled a four. Yeah, <laughs> this is the little the little NPC that could. They just. Don't, I'm in love with this they character. Don't want to give it up. They are I, determined not to die. I love this character. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Doesn't even have a name yet. Don't even know what they look like. Oh my goodness. Okay. So now Cap Captain makes diplomatic overture to ancient Egyptian priest. Yep. So this is going to be. Uh, this is going to have to be presence and command with a diplomacy it, focus right and if so then you'll roll on well you, you you're gonna roll on friend well you had well, you had the advantage of friendly alien counter already you didn't roll on it uh oh so are we just gonna by fiat we succeeded i i think so with an advantage right yeah but i mean there could be a complication <laughs> you never know <laughs> okay let's have fun with it you know me so with this presence plus what a presence and command right well, presence. you're you're trying to get this. You're just trying to, yeah, exactly, because you're just trying to create an ally. Yes, uh -huh. yeah, presence. So, yeah, with 11, diplomacy, as a 11, 11 four with the diplomacy focus. Mm -hmm. So, fifteen plus diplomacy. Um, I rolled a three and a four, so that's <laughs> Ooh, super successful. Yeah. So, so now we have two advantages or two um, an additional momentum. So now roll on the friendly encounter table two seventy six. Two seventy six. Yep. Uh, I just rolled a. Four, and they deliver good news. Well, guess what? Here's what you need. <laughs> That's great. Okay, yep. Here, here's what you need. Yay. I'll put a smiley face here because if we were writing this later, we'd make that up what that is. The, the opening the mouth ceremony. That's what you need. Here's the here's the here's the the wand that you need to do the opening the mouth ceremony. Here's the mm -hmm. here's the words. Here's the scroll that you need to to in incant the, the spell. Yep. And, and do you need to roll it? You have a momentum here. So do you want to use it for an advantage roll at this point? Um, well, is or, this is this where I could use that momentum advantage to have the uh, the ancient Egyptian medic uh, give your uh, give your poor NPC a, uh, a, a, an, a heal? An, an oh, by the way, uh, the equivalent of a uh, the, the equivalent the equivalent of a stem shot or something. Yep. So there you go on junior officer. You like that? Pulls out the pulls out the uh, the puncture wound, um, whatever, and bundles mm -hmm. up the wound and actually yeah. stabilizes them. Is that an, is that too much for an advantage? I, no, I love that. I love that. And, and, and then so I I could picture exactly what Act Four, Scene Four has to be at this point. Um, it's me stopping when I catch that the that that the Romulan Badal is actually trying to destroy the entity. Mm. Now, should I talk them out of it, or do I have to outsmart them with using my computer skills to to retroact it? Well, you're you're who you you're, you're trying to stop Badal, right? Yes, because Badal now is trying to sabotage. Remember, it was sabotage the operation. So yeah. at this point, they're freaking out that there's this entity. It's sentient. It's machine. It's interfacing, messing with gravity, messing with time. Do they try to do stab the computer interface, the ancient computer interface, or shatter the hieroglyphics? Do they do something like that? And do I have to talk them down, or do I have to physically stop them, or or cyber stop them? Well, we don't. We don't, have we don't have any technology, right? So it would have to be you either talk them down or you physically stop them. So that would be a character choice. What would like? What's your character most likely to do? Um, would they go for the physical solution or would they go for the 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 talkie out of it part? My fitness is nine and security four. Mm -hmm. 
my presence is nine and command is three. So really, I do better chance knocking them out. And what are your values? I can make something from nothing. I will break the rules for family. That's all I have. See, I, I, I wouldn't lean into the, I wouldn't necessarily lean into the stats. I'd be like, this is, this is a character choice, right? This isn't, you know, whether you're stronger or, or, or a better talker. Is like, I, 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 you're right. I would talk because I understand. Remember while I was, we, while we were going through all these scenes of just healing the person, I was learning about this character's background mm-hmm. and I was, I feel for their pain, but you can't judge everybody the same, even sentient life forms. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the miracles around us. This universe has so much to explore. You would end this. Mm-hmm. This is rebirth. And then the captain would step in. This is rebirth, transformation. You can't define all life in one way. Yeah. Right. This is a character, is a character moment for your character. So I, I almost feel like this is a, if you're going to go with the, the talkie route, this is an opportunity for you to create a new value. I think so. So, so in that way I can roll, if I, if I mess up on this, I can roll, re-roll because yeah. I have the value. So, so I think in this case, it's, um, we must attempt to cherish all life in all forms, even when we don't understand it. Mm, I like it. Okay. So yeah. that's, I think that's a good value here. All right. So I'm going to, then this is going to now be a presence plus command at this point. So that's going to be a total. I need to hit the total of nine plus three, 12 to make this work rolling a seven and an eight. (laughs) Good. Nice. So I'll save that momentum. Okay. Okay. This is, this is really cool. What are you picturing for scene five? Well, that's the, that's the big finale, right? So, yeah. So we, we get the stuff we need with our helpful, our helpful buddy gives us the stuff we need. So we've got the solution to fix it. You've talked down the Romulan and convinced them that, that we can't destroy it. So then we walk back into the tomb that takes us back to the present. So we're back in the, we're back in the holodeck of the ship that's just being destroyed all around us, but we don't know it. Well, well, that's my question. I think I would almost, I I would, no, no. I think we walk back in and Uh, the the entity is a favor. We don't even run into the gravimetric distortion. Now this solved it. So we are on time for the diplomatic conference with Neelix. We all experienced this in the holodeck. The rest of the ship was like, huh? Oh yeah. Okay. So we go back. So we go back to the holodeck. We perform the ritual. Um, it, it's almost anticlimactic to roll at this point. I, th- I think we got right. the pieces we need. Let's just do it. Yeah. Uh, no. No. No roll. No. No task roll here, or, right. or maybe even just a you know difficulty zero if you really want to make the player. Well, the captain's log. No difficulty. Yeah. yeah. The difficulty yeah. one. Oh yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. Good, right. good point. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Right. Jeez. Um, anyway, so no, we just we just go act five is we we do the thing, mm-hmm. solve it. And then we get a magical moment of the um, the alien life form free from the shackles of the temporal and gravimetric distortions uh, transforms into whatever amazing CGI effect it transforms into. Um, the gravimetric distortions stop. The ship is no longer rocked by 
damage or is no longer rocked by uh how about this horrible things that were happening <laughs> ship is no longer in danger and never was oh well was it never was? well because uh, well no, no here's my point their experience outside at the end of act two was getting crushed killed blown out of breaches it was horrible we're in the safety of time and coming back the creature who apparently creates you know controls gravity and time sets it so that there's a blip on the sensors of a gravimetric distortion but we pass right by it like we're alerted from holodeck like sir we're picking up a gravimetric distortion and by the time like okay we know we all look at each other like oh no we get on the sensors like oh never mind it it dissipated we're not tracking it now and we're on time no too weak see what i'm saying Oh, okay. So, you're, so are you saying like, is this? I, mean, I feel like we just did this in in an episode where where we did. Where we uh, got the, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're we right, got right. the redo, right? So it's like, right. oh, that that didn't happen, but we remember it happened. Yeah, um, we don't want to do that again. You're right. Yeah, we don't want to do that again. So I, I think I think there was re- some real damage done to the ship, but yes. not so horrible that we can't make it to Neelix's uh, asteroid. So, but I think I think the captain and the and the crew that were in the holodeck were unaware of the significance of the damage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like that. So we're like, wait, what happened? And everybody else is like, well, this happened. What were you doing? And then we're and then we have the whole explanation. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I like that. You know, and I love I love dropping a sensor buoy to tell people to avoid this part of space because a transformation is in progress. Yeah, yeah. That is that is outside of space and time. Right, right. So just avoid this area. <laughs> I like that a lot. Oh my goodness, Stay that away. was great. That was Stay so away. cool. Yeah. So that was a little longer than I expected. Sorry if we kept this uh, kept this later, but uh, that was really good. That was a cool episode. Hey, people can people can fast forward at any time they want to. You That's know, true. this is us having fun, and this is our showing how to play Captain's Log. That was yeah. an hour and thirty, going on an hour and thirty minutes, maybe. Yeah, and we we added some new stuff to our characters. Oh yeah, and we had a really cool episode, and uh, we fleshed out another NPC on the ship. <laughs> Actually, exactly. two of them, right? Because that, that that NPC who who was dying and just refused to give up. Oh, my hero! We got to get them in there as like a. I mean, we got to get them in there as a character. We got to give them a name and some personality and stuff. At some yeah, point. and then we have the jerk kiss up character. Which yeah, what will, was that guy doing? Has to, has to come back again. And Badal, I really like Badal. Actually, yeah, I think Badal might be a regular. Right. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah so transfer well, your ass off the ship <laughs> <laughs> you, you go be a cultural attache with neelix i love i love kiss ups so <laughs> we gotta go with that okay cool all right well, well for the sake of time then let's let's wrap this up and say our thank yous um okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna go straight to gratitude jim we have um from from our friend lee Nika, of course miller a shout out to the entire cast of star trek preservation co-gm josh newton they've gamed with great role players over the years but few tables have driven them to be more creative and left them left them in awe as the crew and he mentions joseph harney adam scaramella david Rideout, glenn meyer lacey nudson so i really love the fact that uh lee Wanika wanted to do a shout out to his crew and you know, we're our crew of two here. It's so mm-hmm. fun. But for everybody, cherish the times you have when you have a great players and great experiences like mm-hmm. this. It's truly wonderful. So thank you to all you great GMs and players out there. Jim? Yeah. Uh, Michael, I'm going to be, uh, um, 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 yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll pre- I don't know. I don't know how you feel. I'm going to thank you uh, because um, you do such a great job of maintaining the continuing mission schedule um, or the continuing conversation schedule. And um, 
I love the fact that you have been able to build in little moments, like little occasional episodes where we can do something like this and just play and have fun. And uh, like, I mean, obviously I love interviewing our guests. I love having guests on the show to riff with and talk with, but sometimes it's nice to just play the game. And, and I'm grateful that you uh, manage that schedule in such a way that we are able to drop these in from time to time and, uh, and, and just have fun because uh, uh, tonight really, was really epic. Great. Tonight was epic. We went back to ancient yeah. Egypt, Jim. It was so cool. <laughs> Star <laughs> Trek. Um, so, so great grat- gratitude to you. And then also <laughs> gratitude as always to the fans, uh, for playing the game, for inspiring me every day. When I read your stuff, I watch the Twitches. I watch the YouTube channels. I, I read the reviews. Um, I just, I love watching you guys and, and, and gals and, and non-binaries and everything else. I love all you people, great people playing the game and it inspires me to want to play it. And that's why I was so excited looking forward to this episode uh, with you, Michael, to like, oh, I get to play now. I get to have some fun and take a break from all the editing and writing and development, and now I can just play. So it was a lot of fun. So grateful to all the fans. Thanks for for inspiring me to do cool stuff with the stuff that we've made that sometimes I lose sight of because I'm so busy making the next thing. So thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Indeed. All right, everyone. Until next time, the conversation continues. I-D-I-C. Live long and prosper. Be safe. Be well. We'll see you soon. Bye.